Podmoth. Today we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. I am kind of surprised. I'm always surprised, like, who hasn't been on the show. There's just so many good mustaches out there. And we have not had the legendary actor Rudy Ray Moore honored on the show yet. This man has sported plenty of wonderful multi-bristled facial hair designs. Specifically, he has sported um, plenty of horseshoe. You know, I mean, he was big in the 70s, early 80s. A lot of horseshoe mustaches back then. But he really, really makes it work. He works it in with the, the like, the you know, sideburns, bro. Looks all, It looks so good. And it was about time he finally got to the show. Um, this time we are recognizing him for the film Petey Wheatstraw. The Devil's, or Lucifer's Son-in-Law. I don't know. I don't even know the name of the movie. It's like, I just know what is Petey Wheatstraw, but I know it's like, it keeps going. It's like Lucifer's son-in-law or devil, I don't know, something like that. But um, he is just a fantastic person to watch on film. It makes so much sense why when, you know, when My Name is uh, Dolomite came out, I don't think it was called My Name, Dolomite is My Name. Jesus Christ. Dolomite is My Name came out 2019. You have... Eddie Murphy playing him knocked it out the park and it put his name back on the map. I think people realize how charming and just just a guy that kind of did exactly what he wanted to do, kind of played to his own tune kind of cat and just incredibly entertaining, which is one of the most important parts when it comes to being in film, be entertaining. And that is something that Rudy Raymore is. So I am so happy to be honoring him and i have a very excellent guest to talk about it with so until further ado let's just get in our giant cars let's cruise down the road let's hope that when we park it no one breaks in and steals our shit and if they do let's kung fu them to death because that's the way we roll baby now play that shit theme song it's the mustachio podcast you we're ready for the show we'll watch moves we'll make some jokes and then we'll all go home Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips It's the Mustachio Podcastio What is up? It's your host of the Mustachio Podcastio, Daniel Segura And today I am welcoming another first-time guest to the show. I believe I first learned of this gentleman through the Grindbin Discord. It is there that I found out that this guy's a real fucking freak, and I like it. He he streams weekly double features of trash, B-movies, Grindhouse, horror, and sci-fi on cast. And I'm talking some real filth, y'all. So lock up your daughters, because I'm welcoming (laughs) Kyle M. Thunder to the show. Welcome to the show, Kyle. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. (laughs) You painted me in a terrible light there. (laughs) I know, I know. That's why I didn't feel bad about the whiskey thing. (laughs) No, 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 it's fine. Uh, Yeah, you made me made me sound like a right sleaze bag, but I suppose it's it's kind of of my own doing, isn't it? Well, I know that like as as the show goes on, they're gonna like you more and more. So I wanted to start you low, and then you're gonna really like go beyond expectations for the listeners. So. Okay, you're really you're really giving people hopes here. 
<laughs> so tell me, wait, so how long have you been doing this Trashorama thing, man? Like, you've, uh, you're consistent, too. Yeah, well, I have been consistent until I had to take a few weeks off it. Um, so it's had a couple of weeks with no streaming at the minute. Um, but it's been the best part of a year. I started at the beginning of lockdown yeah. uh, because I missed sitting around watching shitty movies with my mates, basically. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I found a way to stream. I was doing it on Zoom right at the beginning um, and inviting everyone into Zoom, but the quality was horrible and uh, kept dropping out and stuff. It was Then I found Cast. Uh, so I started doing it through that, and, and then afterwards I just started opening it up to anyone who wanted to watch it. Um, so yeah, I started punting it about around different places, and obviously at that time I'd been listening to the grind bin and it was in the server loads. So yeah, I got talking to you guys, but yeah, that it's been was a good, good fun, place man. to drop it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I felt like I was I was in with my people, you know. Yeah, that's basically how I felt when I first started listening to the grind bin. I was like, oh look, there's there's more of us. Yeah, there. yeah, Bunch definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you uh i decided I, i'd been really wanting to get you on i'm glad you're on the show and you decided to talk about Petey wheatstraw 1977 i believe i did rudy ray moore just still still looking fresh still trying to do kung fu and <laughs> try and the operative word there i think <laughs> What um? What's your history with this movie? Have you have you seen it a bunch of times or something kind of? Yeah, I would, yeah. I, uh, yeah. It was it was in the first black exploitation double that I streamed on uh, Trashorama, um, and I knew that I had to get a Dolomite movie in there somewhere, and it, I decided to try and mix it up so it was like uh, black exploitation and horror. So I had that and Blackula together. Um, oh, good. Yeah, they they go they they they, they go to, uh, together pretty well. Um, but yeah, no, I'd seen it before that, and like one of the things with Trashorama is I had a bit of a captive audience of friends and new people to show loads of just weird shit I've seen over the years. Uh, so yeah, I figured I'll put that on for them, and people were not disappointed, uh, as I'm as I'm as I'm hoping you weren't either, because uh, I know you you watched it today, didn't you? Yeah, I literally just finished watching it 30 minutes ago for the first time. I'd never <laughs> nice. seen it before. It re- it kind of also gives off the vibe. I could imagine this coupled with Devil's Express, but it's like a million yeah. times better. Yeah. Um, but it has that little kind of horror s- style, but with kung fu and and all the other like uh, dope ass shit that's going on throughout the movie. Man, it's yeah, it jump genre jumps like crazy. Um but I mean, I think out and out it's a comedy. I mean, I think one of the great things about it is like you could put it in with all those movies that are so shit they're hilarious, but I think that it's very tongue in cheek like it's aware of itself. Like yes. it, it it knows what it's what it is and what it's doing. Uh, uh yeah, yeah I think are, it's great um, for that almost kung pao level of (laughs) tongue-in-cheek shit in this movie yeah there is is amazing i can't imagine what this would have been if it was made now and rudy ray moore was young and he had all the money to do it like a huge budget like it would have been even more bonkers guaranteed yeah it would have been more bonkers but i think it might have had some of that kind of dated stuff that kung pao suffers from yeah because yeah kung pao was amazing when it came out and then i go back and watch it and loads of the quotes and stuff are still really funny but and then you see bits like the the cow fight scene you're like oh wow like that is so bad (laughs) it's so bad I mean, there's bits in Kung Pao that do still split me in two laughing, though. Like, some oh, of that yeah. movie is, is hilarious. But, um, yeah, like, I, I think that's one of the things that, I mean, with uh, with Petey Wheatstraw is it came out during that whole exploitation era, so it still feels like one of those movies. You know, I don't think it'll ever yeah. lose that, which is, is great. 
Yes, the the fashion is just yes. impeccable. I could uh-huh. not. I just kept looking at everyone's clothes. I'm like, how the man? How come no one dresses cool like this anymore? Everyone just looks all the same. Just t-shirt and shorts or some shit. I'm literally sitting in a t-shirt and shorts right now. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I am I, too, but it's hot in San Antonio. Yeah, it's hot in Glasgow. Well, for Glasgow, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm a man who owns a zoot suit, and I'm sitting here in t-shirt and shorts. Like you've caught me, you caught me off guard. <laughs> you own a zoot suit? I should have had you on that show with. Uh... <laughs> I do, I do. I got married in it, man. Uh, I figured if oh. there's ever going to be a time that you get married, like get get yourself a really nice suit, then uh, do your wedding, right? So yeah, I got a red a red zoot suit, and I look ridiculous in it. It's wonderful. Oh like, man, I I yeah. know there are photos out there, and if there's, uh, if I can find <laughs> one, I would be very happy. <laughs> Do you, you want me to send you pics? You want me to slide in your DMs? And yeah, send you slide some in photos? my DMs. Send me a couple photos, not not after the wedding, just before the <laughs> wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The before photos. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Uh, maybe if if I don't get too drunk tonight, man, I'll try and remember to do that. It's just you naked with a zoot suit hat on your cog. Just <laughs> you can leave your hat on. <laughs> nice. But yes, I do love. I love all the fashion. I love the vibe. I love the music. You get a lot of good funk and all kinds of different. Oh things. yeah, some of the cars as well, man. I'm not much of like a car guy. Like I don't know a lot about cars, but I appreciate a good looking car. And there's a Same lot of good here. motors. Yeah. And in the seventies, American cars were just these giant boat cars that, like, oh man, yeah, the long, like, they're super long and wide for no reason. It was wonderful. yeah, uh, yeah. So I love a lot of big American cars and that. And I've often talked. My father-in-law's big into cars, and a few times I've talked to him about cars. He said, "You can't, you can't fucking drive them here. Like, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be able to get those around the roads here." And then he's right. Like, see, if you took it outside of the city, man, you would be stuck at the first field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Try parallel par- parallel parking. One of them sons of bitches. Oh, Christ! Damn. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so I are you, so have you seen a lot of Rudy Raymore stuff, or is is this um is this like one of your favorite ones out of his? Because uh, he has several really good movies. But yeah, he does, man. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the Dolomite stuff and Human Tornado and stuff, um, and a bunch of his stand up, his music as well, man. He did a lot of music. Uh, in right. the early 60s and so on a lot of r&b type stuff uh the norton records did a bunch of reissues with um and yeah like he's just a total character man i love him and um, yeah, kind of just did his own shit without really caring about like he just did his yeah. own thing the way he wanted to do it it's amazing he did yeah and i totally appreciate that with some people man where they're just like you know what we can get a camera i've got an idea for a film let's just do it yeah uh, yeah, and then you get bonkers stuff like this coming out, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's what seventy seven. It came out, and we're still laughing at it now. You know, yeah. uh, it's like he saw like three different movies and was like, "I don't really want to do all three of those genres. Let's just kind of put it together." He know. barely had the money to do one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. and I, I yeah. like the fact that he never. Um, he never tries to like sell out and like make his movies slightly cleaner. Like for the most part, no. They all kind of have the same kind of weird. Like they're very crass, and he has like his jokes are very crass. And I like that he never adjusted it to try to get like a wider audience. He's like, no, nope, this is exactly how. And I meant wider audience, not white. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I got you. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah, that... I like that he stuck to his guns. 
Yeah, I think you can see loads of it, like in the production of uh, of like loads of the shots and so on. You can tell that they've just set a camera up somewhere and went, just do that in front of it, it'll be fine. Like just <laughs> you know, move that over there, that'll hide that, and you know, like yeah, it's it's very hodgepodge and kind of thrown together, and oh, yeah. it, that, that's part of the charm for it, man. I love it. Yeah, the jankiness of some of these scenes, and we'll touch on that. Uh, we'll dig into yeah. the movie, but yeah, there is there's definitely some moments where I'm like, wow, they just were like. Good enough with that, because it's, it's not going <laughs> to yeah. get any better. Let's just roll with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll dig into this. Um, we're going to start off with a giant gong sound uh, and fire. Yeah. We're going to get a several gong sounds. This, this movie kind of does lean into the martial arts aspect, but they don't call it martial arts, and we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, they call it something <laughs> yeah. else. And there's a giant gong sound, and Rudy Ray Moore's uh, Petey Wheatstraw is there, and he gives like the I like this whole kind of weird, on, ominous-type beginning because at first you're like, wait, is what the hell? Like, is You don't think the, he's human or something? <laughs> the intro that he gives does not match the rest of the plot of the movie no, at all. I think it was added in post. I think so, man. Like he 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 does these sort of like kind of slam poetry raps quite a lot. Like loads of the stuff he says rhymes for no reason, totally. uh, other than to sound cool. And yeah, he gives gives off this big sort of speech poem bit at the beginning, um, mm. which is just loads of boasts about stuff that don't make any sense. Uh, was yeah, it? He, he... He, I, I took today and brought back yesterday, and I took the Fourth of July and put it in June. And, made a leap year jump over the moon like who are you talking about rudy (laughs) i I made your peanut butter and jelly sandwich a jelly and peanut butter sandwich (laughs) (laughs) what what the fuck are you talking about rudy (laughs) oh like your powers Uh, are like kind of (laughs) lame (laughs) like yeah yeah but uh yes he's like talking about he's the high sheriff of hell blah 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 then we get a b-roll like all of a sudden not a little thing of you know, this many years ago or this year or nothing, we get B-roll of a heavy storm coming in. It's like black and yep. white, just grainy-ass footage. Then we're in a house. And there's a lady that's pregnant, and her belly is so uh, big. Like yeah, it's... it's about four times the size of a man. It's wild. <laughs> hey. it's, yeah, it's huge. This is when I realized, oh, because th- I didn't know. I literally just didn't. I didn't look anything up. I just wanted to watch the movie full, just watch it for every scene. And I so I didn't know if it was going to be have I figured it was going to have a some sort of sense of humor, but I didn't know when that was going to kick in and it kicks in here. You know, you get a doctor that comes in. He looks like a mad scientist. Looks like he came off of like the set of um, some crazy Western or some shit. It Uh, does, man. He looks like an extra from Dr. Quinn or something. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he he says uh, that she's going to have an elephant because her stomach is so big and the dad takes. You know, I'm rich to that. <laughs> He's like, you yeah. said my wife fucked an elephant. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. get we get going right away with the hijinks and a couple other hijinks ensue as the doctor starts working on the lady. He uh, yeah. pulls out a watermelon, which I have no comment for. But um, no, all right. So this is one of the things I started trying to do when I watched it again today as a bit of a refresher. I was like, right, I want to see if I can do a watermelon count. And again, I think this is very tongue in cheek, like poking fun of the it is culture very sort of thing. Tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's uh, like if yeah. it was a Mexican making this movie and there was like tamales everywhere or something. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, yeah, he goes to he thinks he's the baby's coming out and he pulls out the biggest watermelon you've ever seen. So that's watermelon one. Um, <laughs> and yeah. then he brings out a 
a grown ass four year old kid. That's with, right. That's already has a loin. He has a loincloth on already. <laughs> this kid is like came out like just clean and just grown. Yeah. <laughs> what the? Fuck? Yeah. I know. So when I one of the things like, I went to have a look on IMDb to see if any of the actors in it had done anything else and see if I could do that smart ass podcast. But um, <laughs> yeah, one of the things I noticed on uh, IMDb's description is it states that um, do, uh, that that Petey Wheatstraw was the afterbirth of a watermelon. <laughs> oh <laughs> which, my god! <laughs> which That's is like... just. Which is just wild, but yeah, uh, born at, born at eight years old in the middle of a storm. That's why he has the ult- That's why he has the ultimate swag. Just... <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow. Totally. And I love the fact that he beats up the doctor. That he beats up his own dad. He says something like, "Oh, you're the motherfucker that." <laughs> yeah. Like... So he, like the doctor slaps his ass first, like to make him yeah, cry. Yeah, he gets mad. So. That... Yeah, and he whoops the doctor, and then his dad comes through, and then he's like, oh, you're the guy who's been waking me up every night. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, like, how, that's what he like, said. Yeah. I'm like, wait, how did, how did you recognize him? Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. But the, the, dad's, the dad's the only one that I've noticed that's got any other credits and other things that's not other Rudy Ray Moore productions. Oh. Um, wow. Cy Richardson, his name is. Um, most of it's sort of TV stuff. But yeah, he's got something mental, like 115 credit, like acting. Wow! Credits. So he kept going, he kept working. Oh yeah, man! The most recent things just come out of production, like so wow. he's still going. I know. He's gotta be he's an older nuts. cat. Jeez. I think so. Yeah, I have no idea how old he is, but yeah, so, he's still um, going. The mom steps up and tells him to stop beating up his own dad and says, <laughs> "Your name is Fair. Petey Wheatstraw." Yeah. So intro we, music. Yeah. Intro music. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, intro music, and we see some kids. Uh, he's a little older now. He's a little older, Petey, and he's uh, these kids are trying to pick on him. They knock his shit out of his hands, and little Petey gets jumped by these three dudes. They beat his ass. But there's this old like man with a cane who kind of looks like a wizard. Yeah. And <laughs> he says that, uh, but yet he kind of... Okay, this is a black man, but he's kind of... It's almost like he's trying to speak like Miyagi a little, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he definitely is. I mean, this was pre-Miyagi, but definitely. Yeah, <laughs> it is pre-Miyagi, which is very yeah. weird. But it, it, it kind of... this Basically, this the next 10 minutes feels like if you were to just sum up the very first Karate Kid in, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. those kids Give are me the... up on you. Yeah, give me the plot of Karate Kid, but in an intro sequence. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, this guy's name is Bantu, uh, and he says that he's going to basically help him learn the quote-unquote oriental ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 1977, yeah. everybody. They were, yeah, they were still using that word. They still were. And he starts teaching him karate, and I'm like, oh, cool. Well, this is like karate. He's teaching him karate. He's teaching him all these different moves. But then he started teaching him how to use swords and, like, katana swords and sickles. Oh, I'm like, wait, is he going to kill these kids? Like, what the yeah, fuck? he's having a straight-up sword fight with a 10-year-old. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that old guy, when he came in, he was, like, shuffling. He was all hunched over, and he had a cane. He could barely walk and stuff. And then it cuts to, like, teaching Pete how to do, like, high kicks and stuff. Like, yeah. He, he got over that inability to walk super fast. It's it's very yeah. At first, I was like, "Wait, is that the same guy?" Like, oh wait, <laughs> yeah. it is him. Yeah, uh, he's just a recruiter <laughs> for the local dojo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so then Bantu tells him that you know he because basically Petey says after because it's so funny. It's this classic after this three minute montage or whatever. 
Bantu tells him, like, I've taught you all the mysteries of the world now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the kid's not aged a day, and he's been taught everything about martial arts and all of the mysteries of the world. He got, like, like, like he got like the neo-kung fu download, you know? He just, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, I know kung fu. <laughs> yeah. We've got watermelon number two in here gets caught up with a samurai sword, That's too. Right. And, then, and, and then a cucumber for no reason. Yeah, uh, cucumber. Gets caught, with, gets caught up with sickles. Oh yeah. man, they try. They may have tried a watermelon, but they're a heavy man. Like trying to hang that because that was like hung up <laughs> the cucumber. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's some physics issues involved there. There is, and uh, Petty Petty Petey says that he <laughs> uh, he uh, he he loves the fact that he's learned how to fight. He's very thankful, but he wants to be a comedian. Yeah, which is so hilarious. It's just so Rudy yeah. Ray Moore. Like I want to, I love the kung fu stuff, but I also kind of want to do rhymes and be funny as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for all those lessons you've taught me. But um, actually, stand up comedy is what I wanted to do. Is this kind of so. him making his own like fictional biography? Like, oh, this is oh, actually it could be how my character was born. I was. Born. <laughs> it could well be, man. I mean, who fucking knows? I mean, really, I don't even think Rudy knows. You know, I think <laughs> someone on set was probably like, oh, are you building your backstory? He's like, oh, oh, yeah, no, totally. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you found a Asian black guy where you grew up and he taught you <laughs> yeah. kung fu. Cool. That makes sense. And, yeah. and Bantu tells him you'll use your wisdom as a weapon against all evil. Then another gong goes off, of course. And then they, they bend over like they do the bow. And they bow like all the way to their face down to their knees or some shit. Which I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's how you do it. I don't think that's no. how you bow. No. <laughs> and then we cut to a grown ass Petey Wheatstraw. Now he's big and he's he's a comedian and he's funny and he's uh pointing out women's giant asses in the crowd. This uh, yeah, the stand up set that he does. The whole set lasts about two and a half minutes, and most of it is him telling people to shut up. <laughs> they. A lot of crowd work. A lot of crowd work. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's just taking the piss out of everyone. Um, yeah, like uh, he's taking the piss out of that lady, the size of that lady's ass. Uh, yeah. Was it? He tells her that if someone yelled fire and you had to haul ass, you'd need to make ten trips. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, her man gets a bit shirty about it, and he's shut up. <laughs> yeah, he just shut up. Just yeah, just yeah. slaps him down. Yeah, he tells him to shut up, and he says that he's gonna have this lady that that has big titties beat him up with one of her titties. <laughs> That's right, he does, yeah. He does. Oh, my God. So then yeah. uh, he heads to the dressing room, and his, his buddies tell I think his I think his buddy Jimmy tells him that they got a plane to catch, and then there's this yeah. random chick. I, I think it's just a really beautiful woman that was around, so we're like, yeah, I'll we'll give you a couple of lines. Her name's Sheila, and she's, like, basically getting mad because he's like James Bond. Everyone wants to fuck him, so she's, like, mad, and he she knows that he's going to go off and fuck somebody else and she wants to go with them. I feel like all Sheila's are like this. I haven't met very, you know, <laughs> are Sheila's clingy? Cause, I don't uh, know, man. I don't, I don't think I know any Sheila's. <laughs> I don't think so either, but maybe that's why they're just stalking people in the dark. And then we, <laughs> we cut to these, um, three, uh, businessmen. I think the only white guys in the movie, uh, maybe it might be a, hand, yeah. maybe a couple more, but, yeah, there's really not many. Um, yeah, so there's these guys and his ladies that show up later on. And I, I don't, right. I'm not sure if the doctor was white, and I can't remember. I think there was one other. The doctor. Later on, later on, there's one of the demons that we'll get to is white. But oh, then, no, other than that, white demon. Just one. Uh, they were like, yeah, he's albino. That... <laughs> he didn't come out right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And of course, um, the the main that guy. What's his name? <laughs> Mr. White. Oh, Mr. White. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. White. It's a very creative. It's just easier than calling him Whitey, I guess. Yeah, I know. I guess they were like, well, okay, fine. We won't call him Mr. Whitey. We'll call him Mr. White. We'll meet yeah. you in the middle. And apparently, I, I, I'm not going to really spend too much time in this, y'all, because who cares? But he's basically, I think, investing money into this, these, uh, these guys that are they're performers that we find out later. But I thought they were just like venue owners or like event promoters. Uh, and, yeah. You know what I mean? And so he's investing money to help them launch their own venue. So that way he can get 20% off of the, the revenue that they get at the club, which doesn't seem like a great way to spend your investment money, but whatever. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Leroy and Skillet. Um, so they were a real comedy duo that were around about, uh, they started back in the 40s, I think, with uh, Red Fox and so on, and on the Chitlin circuit. Um, so yeah, they're, they're a real stand-up uh, duo. So when you see part of their show later on, like that's their jokes. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, fi- I figured it out pretty quick because I was like, oh, these guys have done this shit for years. Like, you, I, it was you yeah. can tell they weren't just learning it for the movie. Hi, my name's Jesse, and I'm addicted to paranormal stories. Hi, Jesse. I started having problems when I would get into a YouTube dark hole at 3 a.m., and then I couldn't even sleep when I tried because I kept envisioning Hatman standing right outside my bedroom door. Hi, my name's Erica, and I'm addicted to paranormal Hi, stories. Erica. I spend every waking hour listening to true crime podcasts or reading stories on the No Sleep subreddit, even my dreams have creepypasta vibes. Does Does this this sound sound like like you? Then dive into the abyss of the unknown and unexplained with a couple of fellow nerds. Tune into the Paranerds Podcast with Jesse and Erica, your host with the ghosts. I don't have ghosts, you have ghosts. We're two semi-competent paranormal researchers diving into history, legends, theories, conspiracies, and more. Join us every Saturday as we dissect various topics and speculate wildly. Find Paranerds on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ah, you jerk. Yeah, they've been in a few uh, Rudy Ray Moore things, and they were also in Sanford and Sons for a while. Um, Okay. Yeah, they've been been in a few bits and pieces, but yeah, they were a real comedy duo. uh, And I I will say they they give them a lot in this movie. Like, they, they, I feel like there were some scenes that... They were like, wow, let's just keep them going. This is kind of fun. Like, <laughs> Yeah, just they got, why not? They got good chemistry. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, they make this deal. And Mr. White is obviously very reluctant. Um, and he's being a total dickhead about it. And he basically tells yep. them, if I don't make my money, you're fucking screwed. We're, it's going to end badly for you. Kneecaps. Kneecaps. Bop, bop. And then we're at yeah. the radio station, and PD is promoting. And by the way, this still this shit still happens. But I think comedians that are on tour, if they're like in a big city, they still go to radio stations. I would never do that shit. I fucking hate. I just can't no. stand like DJ dudes. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> they just annoy yeah. me. They there, seem like yeah, there, there's there's certainly no podcasters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no podcast. All podcasters are actually really sweet people. <laughs> Yeah. None of us are but, but radio DJs. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some around here. That my band's got a radio show that we do through lock like started through lockdown. Um through a local radio station. Oh, that's fun. Um Yeah, it's pretty cool. We pre record it and stuff, so that means we can edit out all the nonsense. Uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah, that's mostly just talking about music. Um mm. but yeah, it's quite good fun, but it's local radio, so I mean like there's a quarter of Glasgow it gets broadcast to, and maybe like an eighth of those people might pick it up. <laughs> I know, fuck but, it, uh, right? 
I mean, yeah, why not? It's, it's good fun. What I do with this show, I don't really know who's listening or how many that. I, I have an idea, but I also don't dig that deep. So nah, I just kind of do not, it. Fuck it. Yeah, that's what it's about, man. Just do it for do it for you. Yeah. And if anyone else enjoys it, fair fucks to them. Hell yeah. So uh, he's at the radio station. He's promoting his show, and Skillet is working, and it, he hears it on the radio. He freaks the fuck out. He goes and he runs to Leroy. That this this you know this really famous comedian Petey Wheatstraw's coming through, and he's gonna have basically have this his show on the same day as their opening night. I think June fifteenth. I only remember because my birthday is June seventeenth, so the dates stick to my head. Oh, I should have said <laughs> yeah. <that>. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody send me poison or anthrax or nothing. God damn it. And, uh... Yeah. So, yeah, their, their show's the 15th, um, and his show's the, the, the day oh, before. Oh, the day before. Because Skillet, he, yeah, he hears it on the radio, and then he hears the date, and he has to pull out a diary, and he flicks through all the pages. He's like, June 15th. And he finds the thing, and he's like, right. And then he p- turns the page over, and he's like, then it's our show. Like, he's freaking out. Like, he couldn't have just worked that out. <laughs> For himself. The next day. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the very next day. Like, I don't think you needed to pull out the diary for so that. So it's one skillet, of those things like people won't want to come back out the next day. So yeah, he's yeah. gonna basically bring everyone in, and then they're just gonna get whatever stragglers didn't go to go see his show. Yeah, because no one's gonna buy two tickets two days in a row, or at least the odds of that are pretty thin. So they're all fired up, and Leroy sure. is trying to just play some billiards and. <laughs> Skillet ruins it for them. <laughs> and they they kind of keep this bit going where Skillet is always freaking out and whining and being like paranoid, and Leroy's trying to just think. He's like, "Would you just shut the fuck up?" So yeah. I can see. <laughs> he must do that like four or five times, and every time it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it a is, good yeah. little bit. I like it. And we find out that these guys that are these goofy comedians are pretty fucking dangerous because Leroy's got a whole crew, and he basically. Might take a forceful approach if if um, if Petey isn't willing to postpone his show, and that pretty much kicks yeah. off, I guess, part of the plot. That's kind of that's kind of the plot a little bit. It's part part of one part of the of plots. One of the plots. Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we get the ball turns. rolling. Uh, Petey lets the the venue owner know that uh, the, the he he's at the venue. He's going to perform at, and he's friends with this cat. And he tells him like, "Your dressing room is complete shithole. It's not even enough room to fart in." And uh, the yeah. owner makes a comment about how people look at their shit when they poop. I don't know, man. He was he was talking some weird metaphorical shit that I was like, I don't. Know yeah, it's like he was he was doing his own stand up comedy bit. I think, I think. So. like I don't know if that guy, I don't know if that guy's doing this uh, if he's a stand up comedian or not. Like I don't know who that guy is. Um, but yeah, that was a very well rehearsed bit about people looking at their own shit when they get off the toilet. And if you don't trust your own asshole, who can yeah, you trust? I love it because he does this whole bit, and then all Rudy Ray Moore says after that is, "Well, your dressing room's still a shit house." <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, dude, they're hard on this. <laughs> Straight down to business, Rudy. And uh, so then they talk. They start talking about promoting the show, and this is, I think, when we meet uh, Ted and his little brother Larry. I think those are their names. And they're going to work together to yeah. start getting some flyers out and all that good stuff. So then Petey, uh, we meet Petey, and we meet uh, – we don't meet Petey. We know Petey. We meet his girl Nell, who they, I think they mentioned way earlier. And Nell always makes me laugh because it just makes me yeah. think of Jodie Foster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would have been funny if she was just like, <laughs> Jodie Foster. <laughs> 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 
just speaks like in weird language that she learned out in the for the forest. Hey. Oh. <laughs> so that, uh, he and his uh, they, him and Jimmy, I think they exit they exit the place with with Nell, and they see these dudes breaking into his car, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Like he just freaking. Yeah. He loses his shit quick. Man. This is one of the things I love about this movie is his overacting. Like he goes from like kind of like he never he's never really deadpan no. like at all. But he goes from like quite, quite calm, cool, kind of animated, I suppose, into like full blown like Looney Tunes, <laughs> and it's always with like a really quick zoom shot right into his face. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's great. It's great. It's like he picked out every wacky movie trope yep, and went, do that. Let's do that. Just Give me that, right please. in. I'm going to scream at the camera. And then they're stealing <laughs> yeah. his upholstery, the radio. I think I saw some motherfucker taking the damn air freshener. They're just <laughs> ripping that shit apart. <laughs> he says, God damn, this is why black folks in the ghetto can't have anything nice because these people that are all addicted to drugs take all your shit. So he starts chasing them down. Yeah. And it becomes like almost Red Skeleton esque comedy where it's like people are running fast. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, it goes straight down in a, in a Benny Hill at one point, man. They've got the sped up bit where they're like like yeah, chasing man. around. Music's playing sped up and they're chasing around a shed. Um, yeah. It's weird. It, 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 it's full on. You've got the bit running down the street where the guys are carrying the eggs and they're like, oh, no, not the eggs. I have never <laughs> like, seen that many and eggs. And they, they run through them. No, I don't know who those were for or where they were taking them. Um, but you saw when they were carrying them, like the shot of them all in the air where they were like, this is going to look oh. amazing. Do this bit in yeah. slow-mo. Um, so you've got this egg slow-mo flying through the air, but they're already all broken in. You can tell this is like the second or third attempt at this shot. And they're just trying to pick up as many bits of eggs as they've got <laughs> left. <laughs> they're just like, fuck it, do it again. And at some point, they, uh, these two guys have each side of one of the back cushions in the in the car and they swoop up a lady that just happened to be walking in like she was in the sidewalk and she's just on the thing now for no yeah. reason yeah so they they're they're running and she kind of realizes she's in front of them and starts running away but doesn't run left or right to get out of their way just keeps running forward until she's on the back of the seat <laughs> so weird like, i never understood that and then the more they run she passes out in the middle of it too like she's never been carried yeah, anywhere she <laughs> like, what the fuck yeah she, she freaks out and yeah. uh then we we get they eventually get to a fence they can't climb it and Petey catches up to them and he says y'all got a lot of nerve messing with my car penny attic junkies that's all you are you'll take from your mama you even take off the the limbs off a tree but i'm gonna kick your ass for messing with me <laughs> Some shit yes like that. i'm glad uh, yeah, that was pretty spot on, man. I don't know when we talked about this before. I challenged you to remember all the raps. I'm glad you remember. I'm glad you some remembered of some of them. And uh, I, yeah. he says it obviously in Rudy Ray Moore's animated ass fun voice, <laughs> but it's it's really really fun. <laughs> yeah. And he does uh, some fake martial arts hand motions, <laughs> and then he starts whooping there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he's got those sort of low budget. Like he didn't even have the budget for the Bruce Lee noises. It's just like, Whoa, oh, yeah, like he does like ADR <laughs> over his fighting scenes, where it's like all of a sudden he's Asian. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Whoa, oh. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Dude. Yeah, I love that. I think that was on purpose. You can tell he's watching. I think yeah, no, absolutely was. I mean, that that was a total piss take of the whole, like the whole kind of kung yeah. fu movie thing. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, like, he he obviously was like quite a big kung fu movie fan because it's it's something that pops up in loads of the Dolomite films, and then he made Shaolin Dolomite, which is not that far off of Kung Pao, which is him remixing loads of kung fu footage, oh, wow. like from a, a one or one or two different movies with stuff that he's filmed over the top of it. Like uh, that's a that's a ridiculous <laughs> film. Um, if you're looking for something else to watch. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, Shaolin, Shaolin Dolomite. Dolomite, uh, that is so fun, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, what was what was his what was the name of his character in that? I'm gonna need to try and remember that. Um, but yeah, so he, you're making me wonder now. I don't know. I'll cut this out. Oh, it's uh, oh, this is really gonna annoy me. <laughs> Monk Rudy. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, Monk Monk Rudy. Monk Rudy. Uh, Oh, yeah, God. yeah, with a hyphen. Yeah. <laughs> um, You've got yes, um, but yeah, so he gets into the terrible. Like I remember watching this because this wasn't too long after the montage where he learned how to do kung fu and so on. And the kid was pretty good at it, man. Like when you saw him as a kid, like that kid had got it down pat. He had the nunchucks oh, yeah. going and everything. And then you, yeah. Yeah, he has not been practicing at the time, like between between then and being, you know, current Rudy Raymore. because <laughs> he is bad. He's got them old man hips, man. He can't kick high. He can't. He no, can't do anything. He, um, you, it's always kind of fun to even see him run, uh, which we do get a couple of shots of that in this in this movie, which is really <laughs> funny. But yes, yep. he's kind of just doing moves. It's like watching Bronson fight. It's like he barely swings, but the guy flies and. Um, there's a guy who yeah. beats up that keeps a toothpick in his mouth the whole time. I gotta love that toothpick dedication. <laughs> yeah, that's so... good. That is good. I, I'm gonna say I've seen this film a lot of times. I never. Even yeah, I know. That, this is random shit. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good pickup. Like he eventually tells them after he whoops their ass, and the lady screams and goes runs away. Which, by the way, there's a lot of like lady screaming and running like crazy lunatic. Like, yeah, that's there's it. a lot of that. And yeah. hysterical, hysterical woman. woman. There you go. And Petey uh, sends them back to his car, has them return all the stuff. He re put back on his tire, and then he shows everyone their faces. And he's like, "If y'all see them, y'all know who they are. You can stick a foot up their ass if they're stealing any of your shit." He says it all in one of his rhymes, which is fun. Yeah. But I don't remember that one. <laughs> it's, oh, mate. I you know. failed. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's fine. I couldn't honestly expect you to remember all of them, man. He raps every, he like, does. two minutes. <laughs> so then uh, he, uh, yeah. Willie comes through, and he shows Leroy the flyer for the show. Um, Willie is, like, his, I guess, Leroy's main right-hand man, like, for basically enforcer. So he's all, you know, Leroy's all pissed off, and he sends Willie and the boys out to keep tabs on Petey, to keep tabs on his guys, and Leroy tells Skillet to get Nell on the phone. So then we see Nell. She's like in a sexy ass outfit. By the way, she looks gorgeous, and I don't think they ever really actually get to bone, which I guess is a bit in the whole movie. Like they're never gonna get to. Yeah, yeah. He gets he gets cock blocked a lot um, with Nell, but the bit like like so Nell's coming on to him at the beginning, and he's doing the whole like nah, I don't mix business with pleasure kind of thing um and then she gets quite upset and he's like come over here Nell. let's give it a whirl it might not even be as bad as i think it is <laughs> and i'm like well putty in your fucking hands rudy <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and she's into it she's like yeah i love that nagging <laughs> shit man tell me some other terrible things about me kick me down a notch just kick me down a notch <laughs> yeah exactly it's a weird yeah. dynamic she goes for, yeah, she goes yeah. for it and uh so then leroy um calls and interrupts them 
uh, once again, the cock block. And he, we find out that he actually owes uh, Petey some money. And he wants he, he he's like, we'll pay you back, but you got to postpone your show. And Petey loses his shit. Basically, it, yeah, rightly so. Bullshit. I mean, I'd be I'd oh, be yeah. fucking livid. Hell yeah. And so like, I mean, because if he can't, if he postpones his show, he might be losing money because he's already promoted his show on radio and shit. He's not going to go do that again. So yeah, it's just, it's too late now. And now it's become like a straight up, it's become the shit's hit the fan. Basically he says that twice, but um, the shit has hit the fan. There is going to yeah. be a battle. So he gets the boys together. Yeah. He says to Leroy on the phone as well as I wouldn't reschedule my engagement if you needed ice water in hell, and that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes zero sense. But you know what? I got what you. I got what yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We figure it out. You definitely not, are not going to do. It. Yeah, we get it. And <laughs> yeah. Also, one of my favorite lines in the film comes right after this because he obviously needs to oh, go. I know what like, you're he needs say. to go and deal with this. <laughs> And Nell's upset about it, and he says to her, "Romance without finance is a damn nuisance." <laughs> <laughs> and that's just fucking I know. gold. I almost want to put that, that on my tombstone, but I don't think I'm gonna be buried. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, on Sharpie on the yeah, but... really <laughs> little urn, just put a little Sharpie. <laughs> uh, then, uh, so then Willie calls Leroy, and he says that um, he's gonna pay a visit to one of. Petey's dudes, which is um, uh, Ted, and I. This yeah. is this is the scene where I was like, "Wait a minute, what what are we doing here? We're having a, such a good time." Uh, we get like this really f nice little scene between Ted and his younger brother Larry, and Larry's, you know, yeah. he's playing basketball, but he's skipping school, and Ted tells him like, "Don't more skipping school, man. Like you need to st you know stick to school." Blah blah blah. It's a really nice little moment, and then freaking. By the way, no, more watermelon there. And I'm just—I know you're keeping. Count. I was going to say, yeah. I was, I was, I was waiting to say it. I was waiting for you to finish talking. Watermelon number three. So, uh, yeah. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Carry on. And so then, uh, Willie, uh, Scarface Willie, by the way, is his full name. He comes. He comes through That's with it. a couple other cats. I forget their names, but they start up shit and they start a fight. Basically, they were going to beat the shit out of them to kind of send a message to 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 um, Petey. I always want to call him Dolomite because it's like almost yep. the same kind of thing. And, I know. Um, I know. The sh things go wrong, y'all. It's it becomes so sad because Larry does not go in the house, even though Ted told him to go in the fucking house. He decides to get involved in the fight. He actually saves his brother's life because the, the one of the dudes is about to shoot him. It may have been Scarface, and it, but he ends up shooting Larry, and Larry gets shot straight up in the chest. The dudes run yeah. away because they're like, "Oh shit, we killed a kid," and. Ted goes over his body, and Larry's like, I'm not going to skip school anymore. And he's, like, dying and shit. It's like, what <laughs> right. the fuck? This is a comedy. Oh, right. This scene this scene lasts forever. Like, it goes on. And it's a crime that Larry didn't get an Dude, Oscar it's, for this, he man. did like, okay. It's, like, he's lying on the ground with the blood pissing out his chest. <laughs> and he's doing that. Uh, I promise I won't skip school no more. It's like, yeah, Larry, you ain't going yep. back to school, buddy. You Guess got what? some you time off. The... Yeah, you get and... to skip school every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. He gets bundled into the back of an ambulance. Cut scene. Funeral. <laughs> it did. It did not end no, well for we Larry. No, lost Larry. And, uh, we're at the funeral, which, by the way, I really like how they shot this. Um, I like the, seeing them coming out of the church, and it's like this kind of like really chill church. It's not like a fancy ass church. It's a Baptist yeah. church. They're coming through. They're, this woman is singing beautifully. 
It's probably maybe like a relative of something, maybe a mom or grandma or something. And she's singing, and we see Petey Wheatstraw holding the coffin with some of his other guys, including Ted, is there. And just when I thought, I was like, okay, well, that was kind of a weird, sad, awkward moment in this movie. But I, I can shake that off. Like, I felt kind of shitty about it because that shit does actually happen in real life. So I was kind of like, I was like, just shake it off, just shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> just get back into the movie. <laughs> then, um, these guys, then Leroy and Skillet's guys come through. And they fucking killed everybody at the funeral. And they, they killed the yeah. lady that was so, singing. Yeah, so that that part's fucking what nuts, man. Fuck? Like, like They dialed that up to 11 real fucking fast. Because it went from going rough up that guy to... Like, when, when Scarface Willie accidentally shoots the kid, like, you see the look on his face like, fuck, didn't yeah. mean to do that. And then they get in the car and they boost, but then it cuts straight to the funeral, and the first thing they do is get out of the car and go, oh, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. May as well just fucking kill everyone. Yeah, they... Just, <laughs> and they, yeah, they, they, they shoot, like, 25 oh, people. They sprayed the area. That's all it is. Spray the area. They Everyone's did. down. They definitely got... They definitely got Petey. He got slugged, like... Five times or something. He's down for the yeah, count. Man. And then out of fucking nowhere, this nicely dressed guy starts kind of tr- just slightly walking through the scene. Yeah. It almost looks like an extra that forgot that he was supposed to have gotten killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some, like a pedestrian that doesn't realize he's they've like, walked on this set. And instead, he walks up to Petey and he tells him to wake up. <clears throat> and he wakes up. And uh, yeah. snap of the fingers, we're in a in a red room, which is hell. Well, you've got this one little bit that, oh, yeah. I, that I really love, you know, because like when he goes to when he wakes him up and, and Pete's like, "Who who the hell are you?" And he's like, "Here's my card." So instead of saying his name, he's like, "No, nah, I got business cards printed. I'm going to use these." <laughs> uh, so he hands it over, and Pete reads it, and he says, "Lou Cipher." And he's like, it's Lucifer. The printer screwed that up. And I'm like, trust As a graphic designer, right? trust him and blame it on the fucking printer. I know, right? <laughs> they, they only print what you give them, man. Exactly. <laughs> but also, Lucifer, I think, as like to have, for having a black Lucifer, I think that's Hell a fucking yeah. great name. It's yeah, great. so that's why yeah. throughout the movie here and there, they do call him Blue. So it, it, it does kind of it does they work do. out. Yeah, it sticks. it sticks. I like it personally. I like this guy to this actor. I think it's Tito. I think it's his name. Something. To, I think he goes like a, an initial yeah. and then Tito. I think, but he's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and this is the only thing what? he's ever been in. Like I, I checked out G Tito Shaw. G Tito Shaw. And, and yeah, like yeah, I went to see what else he'd been in because like his acting in that is pretty spot on. Like I thought, yeah, I thought he was pretty decent, and I was like, right, he must have been in some other stuff, but no, that's his wow. only listed credit. Well, he, yeah, he brings him down. They start talking. He shows him a little silver golf ball that's kind of like a magic mirror, and he's able to like show him what's going on in real yeah. life. And he, he lets Petey know, like, yeah, you're dead as a doorknob, bro. And um, Leroy and Skiller are the ones that did it because he can show them that they're like basically like, oh, cool. Like now, I think I think um, Willie says something like. Yeah, he's rest in peace. And then uh, Leroy goes, "No, now we can rest in peace <laughs> now that he's dead." <laughs> also, see during the scene, man, Leroy and Skillet are sitting on a sofa, and it's really low down. They're wearing their suits, and they need baggier suits because I don't know if you noticed, right? But uh, Leroy has just got the biggest bulge down the side of his leg, like, and um, it's ungodly. Like it looks like a growth. Um, <laughs> Like, I don't know how big this man's nuts are, but they're unsightly. 
I think's I think's the best way oh. toward that. Unsightly well, test. You know, they were also entertainers, so there yeah. are definitely some people that had to deal with those. Um, yeah. Yeah, they've they broke a few noses. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice that, but uh, good good cat, good cat, good cat. Oh uh, uh, no, man! I've seen like it's. I, I noticed it the first time I saw it, and then every time I watch the film, I like I'm like, oh, the testicle scene's coming See, up. Like once it's once it's there, you know, and See, uh, now I yeah. I'll find say, you a now screenshot. I have to go back and watch it and see, check that out again. Yeah, you do. Oh, oh it's it's oh, unnatural. Big, big nuts. Yeah, that that yeah, man's got some big balls. It. And so then, uh, so <laughs> me nothing, personally, yeah, nothing. nothing. <laughs> and so then, uh, Lucifer says, um, "Hey, look, I can bring you back to life, but on one condition. I got to deal with you." And at first, you know, of course, Petey's like, "I don't really want to work with you like that. I don't want to do anything like that." And he decides, but then like it's really quick. Like Lucifer's always able to like kind of get him to. And I think at some point he hears Bantu's like voice in his head saying wisdom over and over again, which doesn't say shit. That's right. Yeah, it's a for- the forced ghost. Yeah, a little forced ghost going on in here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he yeah. goes, "I just want you to marry my daughter and give me a son, and you'll be good to go. And then you can just go live your life normally." And he shows him a photo of his daughter, and Petey is just like, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, hell no, man. I won't, hurry. I won't marry her, man. He's like, no deal. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you've got an option here. Either marry my ugly daughter or condemn your everlasting soul to hell. And he's like, hell, I'll <laughs> take like it. This, he's like, no girl. problem. Have you seen her? It looks like a drawing I made with my left hand. Even 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 Lou's like, yes, my daughter is unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no fucking kidding. I I couldn't wait to. I I didn't know if they were actually gonna show anything. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll leave it to our imagination. But yeah, find out soon. Yeah, Shunder availed the whole time, but a little behind the scenes there. That's the same actress that plays Nell. Plays plays the daughter too. I was like, yeah, Yeah. I recognize the shoulders. I'm a shoulders guy. <laughs> yeah, they're guy. out there, man. She's got some distinctive yeah. shoulders, man. Yes, Spot them sir. a mile away. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Petey, yeah, Petey hears Bantu and he's like whispering wisdom. And I guess in I guess in the uh, kung fu, wisdom means say yes. So he agrees, and now he um, is brought back. There's like some janky, clunky reversal of the footage during the shooting to show that everyone's alive again. Yeah. Yeah, he says he's gonna put everything back together, but like he didn't unkill the kid. Oh, that's true. Like, like the, the the kid's still dead. He just reverses it up to the point of the funeral. Yeah. Like that's it. Um, but yeah, he says he's gonna undo everything that's been done, and this is where there's like a really weird time paradox thing that happens in the film because everyone else gets up and they're like, "Oh, I don't really know what happened just then." Petey knows what's happened just just then, but everyone else goes on with their business. But for everyone else in the movie. Like they still think that the thing that happened happened, so I don't understand really what was going on there. But I don't also don't think it's the kind of movie where you can really search for that right. sort of logic. <laughs> You're very right. <laughs> yeah, manage my own expectations. I also love, you know? I, I also love how <laughs> easily Petey's friends accept the 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 notion that he took a deal with the devil, and that's why they're alive. Yes. 
Yeah, I had a note about that as well. Um, yeah, he's just like, okay, so this is what happened. You won't remember it, but the whole funeral got shot up, and I went to hell, came back, and they're like, oh, wow, shit. Wait, you don't even making deals with the, de- deals with the devil. Yeah, he's a yeah bad I, I heard he's a bad <laughs> like, guy. Like, yeah, you're on board with him <laughs> real quick. Um, I, I Personally, mm-hmm. I'd had some questions, mm-hmm. but maybe yeah, I'm just not a good yeah, friend. I could ask questions. And um, he <laughs> yeah. right away is like, okay, I get I got to marry this ugly-ass lady, but first, we got to get this Leroy and Skillet thing done. And Ted is like, Ted has like full murder face on, and so he's ready to kill yeah. uh, Scarface Willie. So then uh, Ted has them, Ted goes and meets up with them and has them chase him down this alley. And Ted also does some kung fu shit. Uh, he also seems to be at least somewhat, he actually yeah. seems more athletic. <laughs> Than Petey. Everyone in this movie, like, I, I wish that we got everyone's karate montage because everyone in this film seems to know karate it's a, it's or kung amazing. fu. Um, and, uh, yeah. Everybody was indeed every- kung fu fighting. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so they uh, they figured, like, you know, I was thinking, oh shit, I think Ted's going to die because there's like freaking five or six guys. But then all of a sudden, Petey comes out the, yeah. the back of the building and everyone freaks the fuck out. And at first, I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, wait, they think he's dead. <laughs> I thought this guy's like a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That first guy who screams and then runs backwards into the dark, like, it that makes shot's me amazing. laugh so hard. That. Like, his fear face is <laughs> yeah. so good. He's like, ah! He's just like, yeah. just runs off. <laughs> it's like a Scooby-Doo it level scream, man. Oh, it's I great. It. And then yeah. basically they let they let uh, a Scarface go. He heads out. Sorry, I thought I heard something. I'll have to edit that. I wonder if it's raining. No. Oh, it's raining. Okay, so y- y'all might hear a little bit of rain outside. Oh. Um, it... I can't, I can't oh, hear okay. it, man, so I think you're good. I just kept hearing like yeah. a slight rhythm, but I have my headphones on. I was like, why do I keep hearing like someone's tapping on my window? Um, and I was going to go out tonight, <laughs> but I'm not now. It's just going to be me and you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I've still got about seven beers and a bottle of white left, uh, so we well, can make a night of come it. In the end. So we... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no promises, man. I'm well, as long as I get that Zoot Suit photo, we'll see <laughs> All right, deal. So, after all that, we get maybe one of my favorite scenes of the movie where we have Scarface Willie speaking with Leroy and Skillet, and he looks... Scarface Willie looks absolutely traumatized as shit because Petey beat the fuck out of well, him. Well, not only did he beat the fuck out of him, man, but there's a great, like... It just descends into toilet humor briefly during the alleyway fight because Petey has him up against the wall and he hits him with another little rap. And whilst he's rapping... Scarface Willie just straight up shits himself. And it's got that way where it cuts to like a wee shot of his crotch and you hear and it's all spraying down the inside of his leg. And uh and yeah, and then when he's sitting in the little office and everyone's got their like their little silk hankies and that over their nose and people are fainting and passing out because oh, they smell so, so bad. Like how how have none of you guys ever smelled a shit before? Yeah. <laughs> I mean fear shit, maybe it smells worse. Who knows? It could be. Cause it, yeah, that's true. I've never. I, I haven't in either. Fear, I have not shit myself. I've never pissed myself in fear too. But I guess that does happen. The night is young, Daniel. Yeah, I mean, it could happen. It could happen. And also, if they knew he shit his pants, why are you letting him sit on your furniture? Like, get let this guy make this guy stand up. Fuck that. I'll be like, go in the other <laughs> yeah. room. 
Ask him questions while you exactly. hose him down in the alley. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with him? So uh, then Lucifer calls Petey and tells him about his uh, magic stick. Oh, I'm sorry, his magic cane. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Cop plug for the second yes, time. Yes, he was also about to get it on again. But uh, Lucifer brings in his big yep. old magic stick and he tells him uh, that uh, this has limitless power, but he has to be careful when and where he uses it. So in my head, I'm like, okay, well, I guess we'll see what, what... – I'm kind of curious what this, this cane can do. And um, yeah – I love how that phone call is framed, though, like because the phone call is very much uh, Satan phoning up and going, "Hey, forgot to tell you, by the way, you've got unlimited power and also a powerful cane." So sorry about that. That should have yep. should have opened with that. Oh, uh, you know, and also I'm not <laughs> going to tell you where to find it, but for some reason you're going to know where to find it, okay? Because we we don't ever hear where yeah. it's going to be. Basically, he ends up like, yeah, it's no. really fucking weird. But then after just after that we get um one of my one of my favorite kung fu fighting scenes where Rudy Ray Moore is literally in a green muscle shirt and green underwear. He looks like the dopest Green Lantern ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like... Yeah, I had not yeah, yeah. He looks insane. He does. Like an army like an army surplus <laughs> Green Lantern. <laughs> He's like I didn't have enough time. It's just that yeah, yeah. Dude, Rudy Ray Moore as a Green Lantern would be so fucking cool, man. <laughs> I would watch Dude, that Dude, every time he would fire once. up his ring, he would do one of his fucking rhymes. Oh, shit. <laughs> and that, yeah, I think the rhyme would probably lead into whatever like kind of shape oh, the ring's going to so turn fun. into. That needs to happen. I wish I could. Yeah. Maybe animation. But... The... I was going to say, man, we're a bit screwed yeah, on time on that need front, to find a unfortunately. Time, time machine at some point. Wouldn't that be great if we did find a time machine and that's what People we are like, you form. brought back Rudy <laughs> Moore to make a green lantern <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I found a time machine and basically I gathered up some money. <laughs> we, yeah. I went and I found Rudy Raymore and we made a Green Lantern movie. That's that's what I did with him. No, I could have I could have uh, brought about world peace and I could have stopped the second world war. But really, you know what I would do? Like, okay, so we steal, we get the money. I don't want to say we steal it, but we get the money. We get Rudy Ray Moore. We go before. I'm not sure what year Green Lantern was made, but we create Green Lantern before them, and we make a green. So we got. We've got the rights. (laughs) I like that. Um, however, I don't think the Green Lantern would have reached the audience that it did if it wasn't for DC. Like, I reckon if it was just us two dickheads hanging out cor- uh, comics on a corner, that it would have been, like, the international sensation. Yeah, yeah, it, especially, you know I mean? especially having Rudy like, Raymore say, like, motherfucker piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, not only that, I think I quite like the idea of just stealing the rights. Just, just fuck it, just go for it. That's... Like. DC aren't going to watch this. Oh, my God. I mean, hey, they all stole any shit from each other. It's fine. They know how the business works. And uh... That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, this whole fight is a lot of fun. At some point, he gets a staff, and he just Donatello's the shit out of everybody. And this is where I really heard the ADR kung fu babbling stuff. Yeah. When he goes to jump it's off strong. that balcony. It's like... like... Yeah, for for no reason whatsoever, he goes out onto the balcony, and luckily there's just a whole bunch of other guys out there for him to fight. But yeah, he jumps up on the balcony, he's waving his hands around, doing like the fake Bruce Lee part. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a six-year-old Asian that. guy. It's um, weird. It's really weird. <laughs> he does. But he, he does. their ass. Uh, 
Of course. Of yeah, course. he like never struggles. Like not even once. Like does he's just always kicking know. everyone's ass. Yeah. Um, That's it. And so then, then after that, Lucifer calls Petey again just to like let him know, hey, don't forget, I I saw that you got in a fight. That's another thing is like, isn't wouldn't he just be like God where he's all knowing? Like wouldn't he just know whenever Petey's trying to do some shit? So, yeah. This is another inconsistency that happens because there's loads of things like that that happen where uh, Lucifer phones him up right after. He's like, hey, you got in that fight. You're struggling. But then there's other parts later on in the movie where they like go to dupe Lucifer and he still shows up not having a clue yeah. of the scam. <laughs> like, were, were you just like, were you in the bathroom when they were doing that? Were you not He's watching? Like, Sorry, I was, <laughs> I, was, I was torturing some guy's ass <laughs> around that time. <laughs> yeah. Distracted. Yeah. So he calls uh Jimmy, I think, yeah. right? I think he calls Jimmy to tell him um to go to the grave. And poor, you know, Jimmy's trying to get his Jimmy on. You know, he's he's trying to get it going. He is. And talk about a friend. Like you know, you're a good fucking friend when your friend calls you like at one in the morning and is like, "Hey, bro, graveyard, thirty minutes. See you there." <laughs> yeah. Not only that. Not only that. He was literally inside yes, someone like, at the time. It was still <laughs> like everything was still moist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he was having that conversation, still hard, uh, and being like, "Okay, do you have graveyard? a friend that no you problem. would just kind of like blue ball your way nope. to the graveyard?" <laughs> no, nope. I don't have a friend I would do that for, and I don't have a friend that I would even feel comfortable asking to do that for me. Like I have, a, I, I like to think I've got a lot of friends. I ain't got. But you a know friend what's that's weird though? Like if you, if, like, say I just happen to be in Glasgow for some reason, <laughs> and you <laughs> called me. And like it's not like you ever call me. So if you called me and you said at one in the morning and I'm having sex and you tell you tell me Daniel graveyard thirty minutes, I'm gonna go because I'm like this gotta be dope. Like this gotta this be gotta huge. be huge, right? For me, that's a different set of circumstances. Like, see if I saw you every day and then we talked all the time and you were like it's one in the morning and you come to the graveyard, I'd be like <laughs> fuck off, mate. I'm inside someone right now. Yeah. Like I like you. You know, and I want to help you, and I want to support you, but, like, at a reasonable hour when I'm outside of someone. <laughs> Can you at least please. allow me to look at my calendar first and see if we can schedule it? <laughs> yeah. Can you give me yeah. 45 minutes? And then uh, we get another tight five from another character, this uh, random super drunk homeless guy. That... <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the same guy that plays Jimmy. No. Uh, yeah, I think that's the same dude because I know that Jimmy's listed as Jimmy slash Wino, and I know that Petey seems to hate Winos. He's all for saving the everyman, but yeah, Winos, fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. They, they could just stop uh, if they wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's listed. I, I know there's, yeah, so there's a couple of Winos that show up, but he's definitely not the second one. Like, yeah, the one he's definitely not that we'll guy. get to in a bit. Um, awesome. No, so I can only assume that, that oh. Jimmy plays that Wino, which means he's playing two parts. That's crazy. In the same bit. Damn, now I gotta look at it again. Because he does have, yeah, like, totally. he has all. It's hard. It's, first of all, we're in a fucking graveyard. It's in the middle of the night. He has glasses on and, like, a hat and a wig, and so you can't tell anything. And he's being super, yeah. uh, you know, pedo. Like, he's just, like, hitting shit and talking about, like, how he can't find his house. And then he just falls into a grave plot. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that dead drop fall that he does straight into hilarious. that grave is brilliant, though. Like, yeah, he's hunched over and stumbling around until he gets to the edge of the grave, and then he's just bolt upright, and then just straight down his foot, doesn't put his hands out or nothing. Uh, I do like yeah, how great. Jimmy's terrified, so the actual Jimmy's terrified, and he's he's freaking out in the graveyard, but Petey's having, like, a damn good time, and Petey 
finds the the guy because they hear the dude inside the grave and like they're freaking out. Well, Jimmy is. They find him in there yeah. and. Petey tells him something. I forget what he tells him. Something about like, oh, you just threw your, all your dirt off yourself uh, or some shit like that. Yeah, the guy's complaining about being cold. He's like, well, no wonder you're cold. <laughs> you kicked all the dirt off you. And then he just he just starts piling yeah. dirt on top of this guy. So he just he just buries yeah, his way in all Petey hits, He kind of like, it's kind of like whenever you're with your friend, you're like, hey, let's throw this rock at this guy. It's like, he's, <laughs> he's like, hey, Jimmy, <laughs> let's throw some dirt on this guy. <laughs> I don't think I've ever just thrown a rock at a guy. What what different lives we lead. I, don't, I mean, I don't do it now. I just meant when I was, like, younger. <laughs> I, I, I honestly oh, don't know Oh, shit, I'm going to go down as the rock thrower guy. Damn. That's it, man. Yeah, I'm going to update your name I mean, uh, on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> rock thrower. I'm going to leave that. In. I don't care. There's no evidence. And <laughs> so, I... I I don't know what the Statue of Limitation or rock throw it is. I'll be okay. So you're probably yeah, no, fine. I'll be okay. Yeah, and uh, so then right. at some point, I, in, you know, seriously, I thought maybe they would have to, like, dig out a corpse, break a giant statue to get to get this cane. No, it's just <laughs> under a tire no. under some grass. Like, yeah, yeah, just need to move a tire. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we get that scene. He gets the cane. Dun, dun, dun. And so now he has full power. And then Mr. White comes through uh, at the uh, the club with Leroy and Skillet. And they're there. And he brings up Petey's name and is like, I want this guy out of the picture. And Leroy and Skillet are like, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Because at first Skillet mentions like, oh, no, we killed him. <laughs> but but Leroy's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, this guy's not dead and he's still walking around. So we got to take care of this shit. And I see the actress yeah. from Dolomite in there. I'm trying to remember her name. Fuck. I don't remember her name. But she's in that scene. She's like one of their... Um, she's oh. definitely one of uh, Leroy's like crew. Yeah, she, she starts giving... Uh, is it Scarface Willie? She starts giving yeah. her time yeah. or she, something. The, yeah, she's at the yeah, back she's just shouting. Yeah, for being a freaking idiot and for not doing his job right and all this shit. Yeah. Scarface Willie from this point on is broken. Mentally broken. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, he got he got he got beat up by a dead guy yeah. and he shit himself. Like, I don't I don't think you can hold the same weight. Yeah, in the I know, crew and I'm surprised that. he even kept him in the crew. I'm like, eh, you know what? <laughs> he didn't even get yeah, demoted I think or nothing. There's like a Key and Peele skit like that where it's like one guy wants to be the crazy guy in the crew, and but they're like, well, we already got a crazy right. guy. Like he kills, like he's ruthless, man. Like no one gives a shit. But then the other guy's, well, I'm crazier, and he starts like shitting himself and like doing like okay. It's like no, but that's like that's <laughs> the kind of crazy we want in our crew. We don't want a guy that's gonna fucking shit his pants. <laughs> so <laughs> it's something like that. I just remember seeing it. It was fucking hilarious. So so now Leroy and Skillet yeah. basically send out Willie to go do it again, just try to kill Petey again and all his friends. And so we're back at the club. This girl comes out of nowhere and then sings like garbage. I guess they're doing auditions for the for the club. I'm guessing is that how that works? Oh yeah, yeah. So like she just shows up and she doesn't have a piano player, but she's like, "It's fine, I can do it a cappella." And then she just starts singing. Like obviously she's meant to oh, be yeah. terrible, and that's the joke. Um, but every time I watch this film, I need to skip forward the bit where she's singing because because it it, it is me so crazy. annoying, and she does it um, the whole fucking yeah. time and I, I don't even know the song but she's doing it just like it's kind of like what i call deadpan scene where she's like all the people that oh, it's like oh stop oh, yeah. please what's that uh 
Frankie and Johnny yeah, were lovers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lordy, how they hey, could you, you seem just, like an American. Just repeating that. Like it's on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not bad. Thanks, man. I guess. Y'all are always better at doing our accent <laughs> than us doing yours, so. <laughs> Y'all are stealing well, all our acting that's jobs. True. You guys, you. You guys have only got uh, Mel Gibson as William Wallace and Groundkeeper Willie as your reference, <laughs> whereas I've got ninety five percent of television. No, I got Craig. I got Craig Ferguson too. I like Craig Ferguson. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, from, yeah. he's from around my way actually. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that, <laughs> after all that happens, Petey's cane comes to life, and it starts becoming like a metal detector. But I guess it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like a, it's like an Acme magnet and a Geiger counter, and yeah. everything all rolled into one. And he's, and he's chasing this thing around yeah. the room pretty much. Uh, yeah, until they find an Acme bomb. Like it's like a, like nine sticks of dynamite sellotaped together with a paper clock stuck oh. on the front. They see. I noticed that the most recent time I watched that, I noticed that the, the the clock that they've got in is literally just a disc of paper with a gl- clock drawn on it, and it's all like crumpled <laughs> and bent over and stuff. I'm like, could you not find a clock? Like, <laughs> is that where the budget ran out? You just couldn't find an alarm clock anywhere. Like, steal one from your hotel, oh, man. Fuck. Dude, that is some funny. Like, I mean, it, yeah, like even finding yeah, yeah, finding like a little alarm clock, like those old ones that are little, you know, cylindrical ones. Yeah. With, yeah, with the two wee bells on the top, the wee hammer and stuff. Like, yeah, that couldn't have been hard and, uh, to find. Paper? Surely, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, paper a paper disc, disc. Do. that'll do. That oh yeah. man, our Green Lantern movie would have been great. Imagine all the paper. <laughs> Imagine all the green paper <laughs> we would have had to use. <laughs> damn, that budget would have been low. Oh, it's almost impossible yeah, to do a Green been... Lantern movie back then. I think because it's too much. I mean, literally, his ring just creates shit. Like, how the fuck are we gonna do that? Like. Uh, I don't know, man. I think we could have found a just way. Plastic, like, green plastic. Yeah, w- yeah. We could have found a way. Just I can't remember what that technique is, but when they kind of like overdub, uh, just like kind of bright green lights. Yeah, and we had like animate over it almost. Like, um, bright green lights and animation. Yeah, I mean, totally. Like the way that they used to put lasers in the movies and stuff. Just do some of that shit. I can't imagine. And by the way, y'all, our Green Lantern, fucks. <laughs> <laughs> that just need, that needs to be the tagline oh, on the front of, on the front of the, uh, and then everyone's like there hasn't even been a Green Lantern just... <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, anyway yeah. uh, we're getting to maybe the highest count of your uh, your watermelon count there because uh, the bomb goes back and yeah. forth the, the, this... Yeah, they do like a quick hot potato with the bomb. Like when he pulls it out of the toilet, throwing it around, uh, it hits the deck. Everyone else hits the deck. It doesn't blow up. So he takes it outside and it starts ticking again. And this is where we find watermelons four through 300. Because um, there's a watermelon truck sitting out the back, piled to the sky with watermelons. And he throws oh it in there and it explodes. And then it just it just starts raining watermelon on everyone, including a cop who just shrugs oh, well. it off. Like, again. Again. The- like, yeah, he's like, fucking hell, man. <laughs> I like the comedic <laughs> bit where they just have, like, a little organ going, like, like, for every drop. I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's a good little bit. Yeah. So then, basically, they realize, like, hey, these dudes aren't going to stop. They're trying to They're trying to play for real, for keeps, basically. And he says, you know what? Let's get some tickets to that Leroy and Skillet show. 
because I'm going to give him a show, an opening <laughs> that they'll never forget. And then he just stays frozen with his finger out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. Yeah, freeze frame. <laughs> no, nobody Pause holds out their fact. hand that long. And, uh, and so from there... <laughs> Yeah, they uh, we head we head to their club. We see a a really dope little funk band playing, and uh, Miss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. So they are great on the first watch. That they are great, but then the more you watch it, the more you start to realize. Yeah, they sounded how really good they at are. first. No, no, um, I did start noticing that too. Right, they're yeah, they're playing the same riff on a loop for like five minutes. <laughs> And then you just keep doing that over and over again. But there's a chick with a a glorious, huge afro, and she's sitting at the keys, and she's playing the keys with one hand and playing a trombone with the other. And I don't think trombones work. I don't think so. You You can buy some with uh, Uh, keys, like you actually have keys. I know that's not a keys, but I think think you you don't need need to slide. Also, I mean, I don't don't play trombone. You can keep the slide in, and then you can use the keys to alternate notes, but it's not going to be able to hit every note they can hit. I think that's the way it works. I used to play trumpet, so right, I'm okay. kind of familiar with brass, but I never played trombone. But it's still... Yeah, bugle's the farthest I got, man. <laughs> the thing with no keys? Yeah. The thing with no keys, man. All on the lips, baby. All on the lips. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I went to like a military boarding school when I was a kid. That explains Trashorama. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it explains a lot of shit, man. But yeah... I, uh, that's where I learned to play the drums. I used to uh, play drums in pipe bands, and if you were a drummer, you also learned how to play no, the bugle. Um, so it's yeah, it's where I got taught that. But I did not keep it up, man. I did not keep it up at all. Yeah, you know, um, it's a it's a living. Yeah. You know, I I I played for many years, and I I liked it a lot. But I just eventually, I really liked singing in punk bands more and making no money. Well, yeah, I really like drumming loads, but not in pipe bands. So I uh, started drumming in rock bands yeah, instead. That's basically what I, I went did. The, I went the other way. Yeah, I would have yeah. loved to play drums, but my I try so hard and nothing happens. I can hold a beat, but just not. It's too uh, much dexterity, like your foot's doing shit. And yeah, I love playing drums, but the thing is, I I still play in bands, but I play bass now. Um, so I picked up bass sort of on the fly. I drunkenly told like there was a band that, that I played gigged with a lot. Um, and they were looking for a bass player for quite a while, and I drunkenly told them, "I was like, all oh, your shit sounds easy. I'll, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be able to learn this, no problem." And then uh, now I'm in a band, and I've been in them for ten years. Damn, it's <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, it just fucking, I just went for it. Um, it turns out I was right though. All this shit yeah. was easy. <laughs> so yeah, I picked well, up. I mean, uh, if y'all if y'all have your stuff anywhere, let me know. I'll put it. I'll link it to the show. So just let me know. Ah, uh, yeah, cool, man. I'll send you some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. We can take care of the deets after. All right. No problem. So, uh, we don't need to talk. We don't need to talk about that just now to people who really don't like, care. Okay, okay. Stop talking about music, guys. Yeah. Is he just on this to pitch? His fucking <laughs> That's probably what people thought my first episode on the grind bin. Te- typical of concert bands. Isn't it, man? <laughs> uh, so uh, Mr. White comes through, and we meet his super high wife and sister. They just look completely drugged oh, out, yeah. like. Kind of remind me of Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, uh, it's Scarface a little bit. Oh yeah, they're 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 coke skinny. Yeah, like Ooh. they are. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. They they perfect, and I think it might be legitimate. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. They, they yeah. They didn't lose the weight for the oh, movie. No. They were good to go. <laughs> no. And yep. uh, and so they bring them. They bring them in. They they say that they have like front seats for them, like a good table for them. 
And we get back to the band, and this is when I noticed that a lot of these guys don't know what they're doing. Uh, the bass player was just kind of yeah. slapping around. I was like, okay, this, uh, yeah, that guy's not does not play bass. Yeah, the guitarist. When I was watching, because I do that thing as well. When you're watching, you see bands playing in, in in movies and shows and stuff that you end up watching to be like, right? Do they actually know yeah. what they're doing? The drummer, the drummer, I think did, uh, and the guitar player did. The horn section, I think, were actually playing because there was one point when you cut over to the three, was like t- sorry, two trumpets and a sax, I think it was. Um, when it cuts over to them, like the audio shifts massively, where all you can hear is the three of them actually playing, like it's been recorded in the room, and then it cuts back to the wide shot, and then the whole. Band Bands playing again. Um, yeah, you're right. It's, yeah, it's just yeah. So I think that those uh, I think those trumpet players were were, were were the, yeah. I think they were the real yeah, deal. I could tell yeah. that for sure. Like yeah, I was like yeah, okay. So they're playing. You could see they're the, and even if they weren't playing, you could tell they actually knew how to play because they actually were doing yeah. things like with their embouchure and all that. Like I was like okay, they're actually playing. But uh, anyway, right. so so after all of that, I think we get. I think this is the point where Petey and his partner head to the area and like they, they they act yeah. like they make it. in disguise. <laughs> Yeah. They're not in disguise. They're just—they're just how they always dress. Well, like their voices. They're suppo- yeah. So they're supposed to be in disguise because obviously, like, they can't just be showing up at um, Leroy and Skillet's club, right? So they come up in in a different pimp suit, <laughs> <laughs> and then they put on like the worst Jamaican accent I've ever heard. And the bouncer's just like, mm, "Seems legit. Come on in, boys." <laughs> like, they just don't give a shit. They're just, yeah, come on in. Oh um, man, yeah, that is the funniest shit. Those Jamaican actors, especially Rudy Ray Morris, I was like, "What is that, dude?" Just, I don't yeah, think that's Jamaican. I'm not sure what that is, but <laughs> we're here to watch the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's it's that bad. It is that bad. So uh, after yeah. all that, they bring up Leroy and Skillet, and they start to. We get a little bit of their the Leroy and Skillet magic. We get some of the jokes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like you. If you've got X amount of money in one pocket and X amount of money in the other pocket, what have you got? And he's like, someone else's trousers, because they're sure as hell ain't mine. <laughs> like, that that's the comedy. comedy yeah. yeah. But the thing is, as I said earlier, they're an actual comedy duo, right? And they've put them up on stage, and that's what they're hitting out with. Like, that's not your best advert for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I don't see a lot of people. I mean, I do like the idea of, I don't think that happens enough anymore. And it does happen, but you don't really get a lot of comedians mixed with music. But some bands have toured with comedians, but I heard it's really fucking tough. Could you imagine, like, especially if they don't know who you are? Yeah, well, there's occasionally at festivals here, you'll get, like, in one of the tents, there'll be, like, a bit during the day where a different comedian comes on for a while. And as much as I've never been to see it, I've always thought that that'd be really, really strange, like, being at a festival, being absolutely wired and being in full party mode because you're just watching bands and partying the whole time. And then just sitting and thinking, you know what, I'll sit down and watch a comedy show for an hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Hey. Yeah. Bill Bailey and that does it, but then music's part of his whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah. If you're like but, a kind of a hybrid, yeah. um, you could probably pull it off a little better. You start working in some instruments with your jokes. Yeah, but yeah. Pure comedian like a Bill Burr, he'd probably lose his shit because nobody would be paying attention. No, it'll be like that thing that was was that uh, rant it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever yes, seen I that? Have, I have. Oh, that is legendary. I love yeah. that. I love he never so likes much. to talk about it, but it was yeah. really funny. Um, yeah. And so, um, basically, Petey's Kane just uh, does magic shit, and it makes Leroy say all this fucked up shit to Mr. White's wife, and he mentions how her dress looks like it's yeah. made out of a bed sheet. 
<sighs> yeah. Was it one of the things? He's, he's like, uncross, uncross your legs, Whitey. You're gonna choke your choke your full self to death. And I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, I did that. That's why I didn't <laughs> mention that one because I was like, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's, they just call her Whitey. That's what I love about it. Uh, it does call her Whitey. Yeah. And, and they're the only white people in yeah, the whole club. They, so like, I bet everyone's like, yeah. it's just awkward because they literally just like told him to stand up and everyone clapped for them because they're a big reason why the club is open. <laughs> Yeah, just like everyone applaud for the white guy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're you're putting things back. Yeah, in. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here, I think. And then, but then I did. Yeah. But then they kind of balance it out by fucking with them, <laughs> talking shit to them the whole night because the cane. Well, that's true. The cane is making them. I think uh, Skillet says something like, "I hope you like. <laughs> I hope we watered down your drinks enough, you assholes, or some shit like." That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. And then this awesome singer comes up. She starts singing, but then he. She's really she good. good. I can't remember what. Yeah, I can't remember what her name is, man. But yeah, when she started singing, I was like, I need to. Like, yes, I've seen it a bunch of times, and every time I'm like, I need to find out who that is, and never once have I done it. Uh, but yeah, she she was he good. Just ruins her though. He shakes his cane a little bit, and she can't sing. She oh. gets like a croak in her throat. She's like. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Her weave like fucking flies into the sky like the way like it. Oh like a yeah, bird. that wig, that wig hits the roof. It's just like, like a rate of knots. And then, then <laughs> yeah. her clothes rip off, and she's embarrassed. She runs out. They're trying to talk to her like, "Hey, what the fuck happened up there? What are you doing?" And she's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> "Like, <laughs> that's right." Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, even if she could talk, what was she going to? What was she supposed to say? I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I. So I didn't fucking do that. You think, like, do you think I can? Do you think I can make my wig hit the roof? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you think I just just made my dress fall off. Like, there's not yeah. Justin Timberlake's not here to rip it off. Like, I just <laughs> it's just me. Yeah, like if I if I could do that myself, that'd be my act. <laughs> like, be like, look, watch, I can stand still and and, and shoot a wig into the roof. It is the weirdest yeah. shit. I, it, this movie is it fucking is. weird. I'm telling y'all now. I should. I might just say this in the cold open, but y- watch this fucking movie because everything we're saying, it's so yeah. hard to visualize it unless like you're really seeing it because it is bonkers or so. Like it is just insane. <laughs> I love it though. It is. And so yeah, then, uh, okay. So now it's like the final, the the finale. So PD raises his cane up, and fireworks go off, and fake snow comes down. <laughs> Like it's yeah. supposed to be destruction, like, but yeah, I can't remember what it is that he says, but like he's basically oh he's like uh, all right now I'll fix them both for good, and then he makes it snow indoors. Like, how did you get to that? Like, I think that the venue just had a snow machine. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was like no, use, it. use it, to... use that, perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like a really weird leap uh, to be like I'm gonna ruin this comedy tonight by making it snow. <laughs> Because uh, to be honest, if I knew someone that went to a comedy night and the singer's wig popped off and the hosts were really abusive and then it started snowing inside, I'd probably buy tickets. Yeah, I'd go back. I'd be like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with this. That sounds like wild. This weird, wild, cringe comedy thing we got going on in this venue. <laughs> yeah. The weird. The weird yeah. band where it's half pre-recorded, half live brass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what a night. What a night. What a night. That's. Tickets to sell at fucking hotcakes, man. Oh, man. And then Ted uh, finds Willie, by the way, who can't let... The, like, everyone's trapped in there or something, it looked like. Yeah. It's... I think Willie locked the doors. Not Willie, sorry. Pete, locked oh, okay. the doors. okay. And nice. um, I think that's none of them can get out. Ted catches up to Scarface Willie. He starts whooping his ass. Then we get back to the venue where everything's freaking... Like, everything's blowing up. 
and we get a weird fade in of Lucifer and he's got a Santa beard on like this is his OG look where he just looks like Santa with it's weird because I was like wait a minute is that him because he just looks like a giant white beard and he's laughing and it kind of flashes before your eyes and he, it's just fucking weird and then Leroy and Skillet uh, get taken away by Mr. White so they're screwed they're gonna get killed yeah and then Willie stabs himself during the fight because I guess he just seen too much shit at this point. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, when when that like when he starts getting his ass handed to him in that fight, then he just like suddenly performs Harry Carey. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, "Fuck this!" No, I'm just gonna disembowel mm-hmm. myself. Go out, go out like a fighter. Like it's quite an odd move for an alleyway fight. I think. Yeah, and maybe uh, that was just trying to weave in more of the kung fu movie stuff maybe but it feels forced because i'm like it uh, doesn't seem like that was something he would do but maybe he's such a dickhead no. he didn't want to give ted the be- the the satisfaction of just killing him well that's it yeah ted's ted's shaking him being like don't you take this away from me don't you like don't you yeah. take yeah he he goes that he, he pretty shouts dark him, like, moment yeah it's another one of those pretty dark moments um yeah like, god damn yeah. that's like some real shit so then we get to Lucifer and he's speaking to his daughter and he's they're seeing in his little marble thing that the revenge plot is over, you know, that Petey's been able to get revenge. Yep. His daughter has like some sort of mask on or something, or she has like a veil on and it's actually really fucking creepy by the way. I like her voice and the whole direction of that is really yeah. dope. It's probably the one scary thing out of everything. Cause nothing else is really that scary, but she's actually kind of creepy with that veil. And she says something about um, that, she, you know, I think she's just hype about getting married. Um, and so, th- <laughs> so then we cut to from there, we get a random scene of a wife who her husband leaves the house. She follows him, sees that he's meeting up with another chick. She starts, she's about to stab his ass and Petey stops. This is the weirdest scene in the whole movie. The, the, the sequence yeah, here is that- weird. It is strange. I mean, it's hard to pick a weirdest in this film, but I mean, it's, it's up there. Up it's there. up there. It caught me off guard because then Petey comes through and he says, "Hey, well, don't don't kill him. Like, I'll grant you a wish. How about that?" And she's like, "He's a dog. He's a rotten dog. Turn him into a little black puppy dog." And he turns yep. him into a little black puppy dog, and of course, the mistress freaks out and then runs like a hysterical <laughs> person, Scre- screaming woman, runs yep. away. But yeah, like. Like this is another one of those things where he proposes something completely outlandish. The person he says it to is just immediately on board. Like, yep, okay, <laughs> and just runs with it. Yeah, sure, grant me a wish, turn him into a dog. And then afterwards, he's like, "How did you do that?" Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hey. But yeah, she she picks but up yeah, the dog and she's like, "I'm gonna feed this son of a bitch dog food." <laughs> yeah, like, what else are you gonna feed it? <laughs> uh, feed him some chocolate, some grapes. Yeah. <laughs> fucking shit himself yeah. to death. So then uh, Lucifer yeah. goes to um, visit the club, and he tells Nell. Oh, by the way, uh, no, we haven't got to it yet. So yeah, Lucifer goes to the visit to the club. He tells Nell something that he's looking for Petey, and he gives her his card. But he's like super creepy all the time and kind of like dickheadish. Then we get this whole sequence where Petey Wheatstraw is just being your local Kane superhero and like. Helping the community, he saves a kid from getting hit by a car. Then he punishes the kid for being dumb enough to not look, you know, left and right on the road by forcefully combing yep. his hair. 
<laughs> yeah, right, that hair combing scene. Like, so yeah, he grabs that kid, starts combing his hair, but that kid like kind of wriggles away pretty fast. And then he grabs the smallest kid in the group and starts combing his hair. And this child, um, who was previously being filmed just throwing a ball around, is now being manhandled and forcefully combed and is not happy about it. It's one of the most awkward scenes in the whole movie because that kid just gets visibly upset and just Yeah, like that kid's not acting. Um, That's like a real kid crying from the pain of getting his hair combed forcefully like that. Yeah. And and with the way that Rudy's doing it as well, you can see that he gets a few jabs with the comb and stuff like that as well. Like, like it's not like it's it's a weird scene. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, like when Rudy's just like he just sort of tosses him to the side, and then the camera just sort of lingers on the kid just like crawling up and like curling up in the dirt and crying some more. <laughs> I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like what? What? Why, why are you making me watch this? This isn't fun. Oh, that he uh he yeah, sees yeah. like a really super thick woman and she turns her skinny. <laughs> yeah. So this is great. Most of this is set to music as he's yeah. cutting about and this is totally as it's totally as Bruce Almighty yeah, scene, right? Yeah. Where he's just cutting about like zapping everything with a cane and just being like fix that, fix that. Oh, she's too fat, now she's skinny. That car's broken down, fix that car up. He makes it rain money at some point. Like, yeah. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all it's a and whole he's like thing. Skipping, he's like skipping around and jumping, and it is weird, man. Yeah, like, I don't pelvic thrusting into yeah, the air. Like it yeah. threw me off big time. So then Nell uh, lets Petey eventually, after all this celebration of walking down the street and making magic happen, uh, he goes back into the club, and we're back in reality. And uh, she says that someone came to speak to him. And they, she left. She lost his business card, though. So he's like, "Oh well, fuck it." So he goes back to the dressing room, and I mean, Lucifer could have just been hanging out in a chair, like, "Hello, PD." No, he comes <laughs> out of a goddamn fucking clothes like rack. He's just like, "PD." Like, oh, he shit. does. Yeah, yeah, he pops out of the wardrobe. <laughs> Why? <Just> like, Hi. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Oh my God. You see how powerful <laughs> I am? I can hide behind clothes. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. So he talks to him and he tells him, all right, man, you've had your fun. You've brought you back to life. Now it's time to do the deed. You owe me. Got to marry my girl. And uh, at first he's like, well, go and give me your cane. You're not going to need that anymore. And Petey's like, no, give me the cane for one more day. I'll meet you tomorrow night. Marry your daughter. Give you the son. He keeps calling him father now, by the way, which is really funny. He says it very (laughs) sarcastically, too. He's like, father. (laughs) He's really dickhead. Insolent child. And Lucifer leaves and he's just kind of like, man, maybe I picked the wrong motherfucker for this job. It is weird. Like, I didn't even pick. Why? Why do you just pick? I guess because he's like so, so confident. So has so much swagger. It's like, yeah, he. See, be honest, I've got no. Fucking I don't idea, know. <laughs> like, I could sit and dig for like dig for reasons for this all night. Yeah. I've got no idea why the fuck did he pick this guy. I thought they were gonna but, work um, in some yeah. shit like some demon pregnated his mom, and that's why he came out like as a grown up kid. Or, but nope, nope nothing <laughs> like we don't get anything like that. He's just a, he was just born like a giant kid with a diaper on, and uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so once again. The shit has hit the fan. Uh, Petey lets Nell know that um, 
that it was Lucifer that was speaking to him in the dressing room. And, and Nell's, of course, just going, she's like, I knew it was, I knew it was him. It had to have been him. He was so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and so Petey meets with Jimmy and he's trying to figure out like how he can avoid marrying Lucifer's daughter. He says this, this, he says this hoe is so ugly. She could scare a hungry bulldog off the back of a meat truck. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. Fuck. So bad. So bad, but uh, he definitely does not want to marry her. <sighs> no, Jimmy's solution too is uh, tell him you got the clap. Like that's right. basically, just tell him you got the clap. That will buy you a few years. And he's like, "No, nah, man, that's like a couple of." I weeks. can knock that out in a week. Like, there's, baby. A <laughs> yeah. there's a cream for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, it's weird. Like STDs have been part of like the last two episodes I've had. Because um, one was he had crabs, and you literally see the character picking at his crabs. Uh, and, <laughs> done, and now we're, now we're talking about the clap. Man, man, I'm going to. Hey, y'all, wrap it up, y'all. Wrap it up. It's just, yeah, everyday people problems, He's safe. man. He's safe up there. <laughs> he's, re he's relating to the man he on the is. street. And so does this show. This show relates, relates to the man on the street. Protect, protect your peepees. <laughs> So, uh, so <laughs> Petey calls uh, Lucifer because he has an idea now, you know, and he, yeah. in, uh, I don't know if it's a good idea, but he calls Lucifer who's with this woman with nipples on her forehead. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the costumes for the demons is fucking great. It's great on so many levels. So their foreheads are painted and they've got prosthetic horns on. But all of them do just look like, I don't know, you guys call them pacifiers, right? Or dummies, what we call them, yeah. But like, oh, it's yeah, literally just like yeah. these, yeah, just like these thick nipple type things sticking out of their foreheads. Um, <laughs> and and like they've got capes on that look like, you know when kids used to dress as Dracula yeah, in I the did 80s? Yeah, I did that for six years <laughs> like, in a row. Yes. <laughs> really? Wow. But yeah, that exact same look, man. That same cape, that same kind of pointed forehead, the kind of pointed, uh, what do you call it, hairline. Um, it yeah. is. Oh. And, and just and nipples on their foreheads. It is a very much a yep. generic Halloween store costume that I guess they were able to buy a lot of one, like a lot of the capes. They bought a lot of capes. They bought a lot of uh, spandex. <laughs> Yeah, because they've all got like spandex leotards and leggings on, but like, so so here's a thing that I'd read about this a long time ago. Like, the loads of the demons have got different colors capes on. Like, so some of them have got purple lining, and some of them have got blue, and some of them have got red. Apparently, uh, Rudy Ray Moore had written like a whole lore that goes with the film and all the demons and like the layers and levels of demons and all this sort of stuff, and like, all of that relates to like kind of different seniority and shit like oh that like God. oh like apparently that book exists or existed at some point and fuck me would i like to read that like <laughs> the lore of, of the lore Pee of pee wee strong um yeah i mean it did i did start getting the feeling of ranking a little bit he did work that in a little because there is a moment that we'll get to that i was like okay so they have like higher ranking demons i guess but um, yeah. But for the most part, they we'll get our share of them pretty soon. Yeah, we'll get to know the demons pretty well. Yeah, we're jumping the gun a bit. And uh, it's so yeah, we get nipple forehead lady, and he uh, <laughs> he tells Lucifer, yeah, I'm I'm like into deep meditation because my dad was a guru, and so I'm gonna be like super in a 
deep meditation state for the wedding. And he's like, okay, why the fuck do I care? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, just fucking make sure you're here. Like, to me, that would make me more suspicious if if I was Lucifer. I'd be like, why is he calling me telling me about meditation? Like, what the fuck is he? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, like, just don't say anything and then. It's like he was trying to plant the seed like, oh, I might be acting weird at the wedding because his whole idea is he plans to get a wino, dope him up, which is really fucked up, put a, put yeah. a mask on him, and then have this poor wino bury Satan's daughter. Was he... So, yeah, this is more of his hating on winos, but also, <laughs> like, because so he's, he talks at first about getting the wino all fucked up. Um, but then he's like, "Nah, we'll give him the hard stuff." And I'm like, "Are they going to give this wino heroin? Is that what they're like? Are they going to yeah, like?" I figured they missed, guy? Yeah. Like, yeah, like that. That's that's unethical. It is very dude. unethical. Yeah, to give someone heroin when they <laughs> yeah. may not have ever taken it before, like that is some dangerous shit. But it will knock you. I think the thing with heroin is that it it can knock you out for a bit, but then afterward, you're probably you're kind of like a. Not that I've ever done heroin, y'all, but I'm just saying. I've been around no. a lot, and so it, I think it, it, you're functional, but you're like pretty lack, lackadaisical. So depending yeah. on, I guess, the hit or whatever. But yeah, that is a fucked up plan. But uh, yeah, he's it gonna is. just fuck over a guy but, with a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah, th this is part. This is one of these things where, like, PE as a character, like, he's obviously the hero. Um, but yeah, he keeps doing fucked up shit. Like yeah. This. Like, like when he buried that wino alive, uh, and now he's gonna jag one up with heroin and sell him off to Satan <laughs> and stuff. Like, just like, man, this isn't cool. You're all about saving the the community, except those guys. Fuck, Fuck those guys. guys. And uh, they do <laughs> find the wino. They go out and they he's with his crew. They do the old Uncle Jack routine where one of them goes, "Hey, Uncle Jack, and I haven't seen you in years." And the wine yeah. is like, "You, I'm not your Uncle Jack." And then someone stabs him with a goddamn syringe. That's right. They point out the fact as well. This wine is, uh, let's call him rotund. He's a larger yeah. gentleman. Um, and uh, they point that out, and Pete's like, hey, "It'll be fine." He's like, "You're right. He is all butt and gut, but he'll do." Let's dope that son of a gun and get him to old Lou. <laughs> <laughs> another, another little rap chucked in there, but he's just like, "You know what? Yeah, he looks nothing like me, but it'll be yeah, fine." Yeah, be... well, Fuck I mean, it. we realize why it might work because they have technology that I don't even think we we just barely are getting to that. They like deep fake this fucking oh. <laughs> wino. <laughs> they, they absolutely do. Oh my god. Yeah. It's a submission impossible it shit. Is. <laughs> um, yeah. But before all that we get a scene where we see Lucifer who at first I didn't even know it was him because he was moving very fast and running and I couldn't tell but he's, he's in right, a red yeah. jogging sports suit thing and he's like running and waving at people matching sneakers weird yeah shit. matching sneakers oh, is he sporty yeah. lucifer <laughs> i i i, I kind of do, do you like i'm it? not gonna lie yeah I, I was into it when i see him running down the street i'm like fuck yeah man get those miles in <laughs> like <laughs> he'd be logging out on the strava he's, <laughs> he's yeah he'd be sh sharing that on his social media got a couple miles in the morning boys <laughs> so yeah uh, <laughs> so he yeah, stops a little earlier than they expected and he says well it's because i have a pre-wedding gift for you so so yeah, yeah so Petey goes goes with them we get um and he even tells Petey, he's like well if you want to go get this early you know pre-wedding gift you're gonna have to jog with me and so like they they jog together which is so hilarious because 
Petey is dressed in like this three-piece suit, super tight, and he's just jogging and smiling, yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, I'm with my dad. I'm with my new Satan dad." <laughs> there was because like, they talked a bit about you know they were saying obviously they were going to give him a Lucifer. The idea was that we're going to stick a mask on him. Like well, this is the first time, just before he leaves with Lucifer, is when we get to see the mask, and it literally looks like it's carved out of wood. Like it's the most <laughs> horrendously terrible looking thing I have ever seen in my life. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's disturbing it's bad. as fuck. It's real bad. It's creepy. So yeah. uh, Lucifer gives. Uh, they go into this vacant building where they have to break some wood to even get through the, the underneath, and they get into this room that's like a big old love shack, basically. And yeah, uh, Lucifer's hooking it up for his son, son-in-law. Yeah, this place is tricked out. And then he uh, he waves his hand, and all of a sudden, loads of sexy demons yep. show up. Um, this is the part where we see the one white demon. So one of these girls is is, is a white chick. This is what I was talking about earlier. Oh, oh um, you also get that evil yeah. guy that comes out of nowhere just before that. And he's like, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That guy who's got a long sleeve t shirt and he's hanging a mannequin arm at the bottom of one of them. So it looks like he's got one arm that's like the length of yeah. his body and then tries to attack them for absolutely no reason. He just gets shooed off into the back. Honestly, and you never it was just for again. the joke that Petey would say where he's like, Man, if you thought you were going to have trouble getting your daughter married, you're going to have a lot of trouble getting your son married. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, uh, yeah. That, you know that was for that bit. They were like, let's just have some. Let's just have him come up and yell at us, and then I'll make the joke. And so, yeah, Petey has um, a really good time, and he goes, makes sure that all these ladies get the attention they need because it is quite a bit of them. Yeah. And uh, they're all, like, uh, quote-unquote, fucked out um, by the end of this scene. Yeah, we get another wee Benny Hill moment where the music starts playing and everything gets sped up and he's just running around the room. <laughs> yeah, just bang, banging everyone and then pulling some more of those amazing Rudy Raymour faces to camera. Um, but yeah, then afterwards they're all just lying around like they're shagged oh, to bits. Like they're done. Crazy. He shows uh, his appreciation for yeah. Yeah, so one of these things I noticed is, is quite weird and uh, part of the sort of production value. Some of them are lying there and they've got their eyes closed and some of them are lying there out cold but their eyes are wide open. And as it's panning along, there's one lassie that's not made her mind up as to whether she's eyes closed or eyes open. And as it pans by, her eyes just pop open super wide and she stares off into the distance. And like, you could have taken that shot again, guys, I think. But... But no, no, they kept in. Like, fuck I know, it, I kept thinking, it. like, did he fuck him to death? Because, like, I was like, why is her eyes <laughs> open? <laughs> yeah, no, oh no idea. So <laughs> then uh, now it's time. The two demons two demons come, and they want to pick up Petey. So they they hand the wino over to them. Everyone kind of plays it off, like, oh, we're going to miss you, blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, damn it, that damn wino, they didn't put enough heroin in his ass, and yeah, I guess because they didn't compensate for how fucking thick that ass is. And <laughs> Yeah, so it's, like, so it's one of the first points where you see the wino with the mask on, and it is just Rudy Ray Moore lying on the sofa. So they got the fat guy out of shot, and then he's lying there, and it's, it's literally just like, so, like, with the mask on, this wino's lost fucking tons of weight. And then when he's in the back of the car and he wakes up, he pulls the mask off and freaks out. And the moment he pulls the mask off, he's yeah, back like, again. So, <laughs> yeah. So that mask was obviously tied to some sort of girdle that's just released. <laughs> yeah, he just ruined it all. Once he took it off, it just all unleashed and he just exploded out yeah. of it. And he screams like that's a son it, of a man. bitch because he sees the demons with the, the little nipple head. 
yeah, the, the nipples. nipples. And yeah. he runs out, and then right away Lucifer's like, we've been had. And he starts like, <laughs> yeah. fucking shaking the earth, and he starts shaking up wherever the hell Rudy Ray Moore is. I guess he's in... Um, He's he's in Nell's apartment. apartment, so he's pass yeah he's he's sleeping on the sofa, and then like uh, Lou sends a an earthquake to shake the place up. But yeah, Petey picks up the cane and just undoes all of that. He's just like, nah, fuck yeah, you, fuck you. I got I got your magic cane. <laughs> you really yeah. fucked up making this cane yeah. so strong that could kill you. <laughs> yeah. you, stupid asshole. Yeah, why would you give why would you give me a cane that's equal to all of your <laughs> yes. powers? Like that's. That's a dumb move on Lou Cipher's Lou Cipher, part. dude. And so, so, uh, yeah. so then all of a sudden, after all that, we're at the club and everyone's freaking out. They know the plan didn't work because Lucifer striked. So then all of a sudden, all these dudes come through. All these demons we were talking about that are in the leotards and the spandex, they come in. By yeah. the way, not very uh, intimidating other than they have like kind of like bubbly meatloaf faces. Like it's just kind of like, you know, like zombie <laughs> yeah. faces. Burnt like this. It looks yeah. weird. I get. I didn't even really notice at first, and then as we got some close up shots, I was like, okay, cool. Like, so they did do like some like zombie s things. Um, they all look like uh, burnt frozen pizza. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and they're trying yeah. to. I guess they can. They know a little kung fu too, and so there's this like giant kung fu fight between Petey and his dudes and these <laughs> demons. They pretty much wrecked them pretty quick. They beat their ass. And after that, yeah. oh, because he gets in a retreat with his cane, and he freaks them out. They leave, and they're like, "We need to get the fuck out of here. Let's just get all our stuff. Let's get. Let's just run." And then we get back to the apartment. More demons come through while they're trying to get away. Yeah, and shit really pops off here because they all have to try to escape. They come through. Oh, and I think just before that, there's like a part where Satan is like speaking to some of the or Lucifer speaking to some of the the demons, and he's like, "I believe in you." You're talented. You you know what this yeah. is all about. I know you have the skills. <laughs> okay, coach. <laughs> oh, and this is when we see him in his full yeah. form, which is just a giant beard and little little tiny horns coming out of his hair. Yeah, he's got a huge beard and he's got like kind of mad big white hair. He looks like the Shogun from Shogun yes, Assassin. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> he looks it does. crazy. It's bizarre. And so then they yeah so they run from the apartment they they run into some alley which by the way in the alley where they run to you can literally see spray painted lil wayne i was wondering if you were <laughs> going to pick up on that or not. like so i i never picked up on the same time i watched it but i think it was on reddit one day that i saw it where someone had had, had posted uh, a screenshot of that bit um and yeah, yeah, the name Lil Wayne is spray painted up on there. But to the best of my knowledge, Lil Wayne has never confirmed or denied whether or not that's where he got his name from. I'm going to run with coincidence, but I would like to think it that would it be is. dope if that's where he got uh, it from. Like he's like, yeah, I'm going to call myself. Oh uh, yeah, it would be. And uh, yeah, might make me yeah, respect. Yeah, him. I, would, I would like him a little more. Um, and so, so then yeah. uh, the the more demons pop up out of nowhere. They start fighting them again, but then. Nell gets swiped up. She's being held hostage, and Lucifer stops all the fighting. He's like, come up here, or we're going to kill her. So he yep. goes up there, and this is when we get a good look at what Lucifer's wearing. He's like in a, a almost like a wrestling costume, uh, like a leotard and oh, the cape. It's no, he's 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 got a cane. And, uh, sorry, he's got his cape on, and then, but he's got a red velvet jumpsuit. <laughs> 
um, underneath that seems to be rhinestoned uh, in certain parts. Which, don't get me wrong, if I was going to be Black Lucifer in the 70s, that's probably what I would wear. I mean, he looks dope. Other than the fact that from the neck up, he looks like the show. Yeah, yeah, the the costume's not bad. I think it works for the, it works for the feel of the movie, for sure. So, yeah, yeah it's all good. Yeah, it's yeah. not scary at all, but uh, it's fun. He's still- <laughs> no, no. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it flirts with the horror genre rather than uh, kind of yeah, getting in gets, there. Yeah, like I said, I, I think guess. the daughter's the scariest part. Everyone else is like, I, I'm sorry. If, it, if if I ran into a demon and he had orange spandex, I'd whoop his ass. I just would know I could whoop his ass. <laughs> uh, and yeah. so uh, so they, yeah, there's yeah. a big old fight because um, Petey asked, asked him, like, well, what are you going to do with Nell? He's like, I'm just going to let her go. I don't give a shit. So this is like an actually not that bad Lucifer. Like he's he could have just thrown Nell off the, the building, but... He lets her go. Yeah. She goes down with Jimmy and, uh, you know, Petey had told Jimmy, hey, don't go anywhere because I'm going to be back down once I take care of this shit. And he starts fighting all the demons. There's this whole fight scene. There's like 15 demons and pretty much Petey's handling his own pretty well. At some point he does drop his cane, but he's still alive. Yeah. He get. It, yeah, the cane gets dropped, um, and he's still fighting them, but he does get knocked on his ass a couple of times, which is one of the few times that we see that That's in the right. movie. Um, but he still manages to just get up and then run over and pick up the cane, and no one stops him from doing it. So, yeah. I don't and, know. And uh, he um, yeah. uh, got... just canes the fuck out of... Uh, he just does his magical cane trick to Lucifer that I guess... He literally made... A, he, Lucifer made a weapon that he would willingly give to somebody that could possibly kill him which is which at the point that's what i was thinking and so it's really funny because he lifts up lucifer and then what do you what i should have rewinded it but i think you get like a big old kablamo kind of weird screen and then all of a sudden it's a burning body yeah yeah it does it goes to like the 60s batman effect um yeah, it's really jarring and out of place. Uh, but there hasn't been it. anything like yeah. that the whole movie. If it, they had worked some in, no, it would make sense. But yeah, it's like you—he has—he's lifting him up. Then all of a sudden, it's just a scene of a dummy on fire falling to the ground for like ten yeah. feet, not even that far. And then there's like a little no. like you see the fire that's left over, and the, the body's gone. It's just like charred grass. So then, after all that. Uh, uh, Petey breaks the shit out of the cane. He's like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. I'm done with this cane. He walks off. He's got this swag walk on. Then I think at some point, Jimmy had actually headed out because I think um, I think that Nell wanted to go and get her stuff. Or yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, they were sitting in the car, and Petey was like, wait for me. I'm just going to have this fight. I'll be right back. And they're like, no problem. Uh, so he goes and has a fight, and whilst they're sitting in the car, and I was like, this is taking ages. Like, when we were running away from the demons, I had to dump all my stuff. Can we just go back and get it, please? And he's like, no. He's like, but I need it. And she's like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> like, hey, you really fuck, you really fucking twisted his arm there, huh? I know. I'm like, um, your boss told me to stay here, so I don't really give a shit what you say, but he still went. So then yeah. He, yeah, went, he went, and uh, that kind of screwed over Petey because he comes out, He's walking all proud, and he's you know he's chuckling a little bit, and he goes into the car, and he's like, "Man, I killed that son of a bitch!" And then all of a sudden, you see that Lucifer's in there, his daughter's in there, and then also you got yep. a little bit of a cameo there from Leroy and and, and Skillet, but they're demons now; they got nipples. The on- yeah, 
the only two in the movie that have got half decent horns. Like they've got red horns and they're quite like they're bigger than Lucifer's horns. Don't know how they manage that considering they just got to hell. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the only two. You're right. There's our normal. The yeah, movie. they don't have the nipple horns. Yeah, I mean they're still weirdly blunt at the end, which is kind yeah. of strange. But um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. They obviously didn't have the, the budget to point the horns. No, they didn't. <laughs> it was, just wasn't in there to do all of them. No. And um, then all of a no. sudden, uh, you know, they actually do pull up. Jimmy pulls up with them, and they're like, oh, shit, he thinks he's in my car, but it was too late. We see the daughter. She lifts, his, she lifts up the veil, and she shows this, like, fucking toxic Avenger face or some shit. Like, oh, this shit is yeah. gross as fuck. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it is one of the only bits that is remotely horror-ish yeah. in the whole film. I mean, like, yeah, Nell's got the only horror kind of angle, Pretty much. I think. And then Petey screams at the camera, yeah. freeze frame, end of movie, he has met his fate. Yeah. That's it, man. He's screwed. He smashed the cane. He should have done he's that. Done. And I actually, and that's why I think when we're talking about, like, he wasn't, like, the best person. Like, he, like he's supposed to be the hero. But I felt like in the end, like, oh, he's probably going to get fucked over because he is kind of shitty. Like, he literally, like, <laughs> put heroin to a wino and tried to make him <laughs> get married to the devil's daughter. I mean, yeah. The, uh, yeah, I mean, he's probably ended up in the right place, to be honest, considering all yeah. of the shit that he did. And not only that, like, one of the things I, I, I thought about looking back on the movie is that... Lucifer's a bad guy, right? Like, as far as the lore is concerned on Lucifer, like, that's yeah. his whole deal. Right, um, throughout the whole movie, he's just been sound. He's just been like, "Hey, uh, you died, but I can get you back to life if you do me a little favor. All I need you to do is marry my daughter. Like, I'll give you a cane that's got all my power. You can get revenge on the people that wronged you, and then just come down and marry my daughter. And then he gets screwed over, and then he gets lied to, and he gets screwed over again, uh, and then he gets set on fire and chucked off a building. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean." Yeah, Lou Cipher is the the real yeah, hero. Yeah, because in this I, movie. I think the one great thing about Lou Cipher is that he's he sticks to a deal. Like he might, you know, like at least yeah. especially in this movie, like are uh, uh, you know, like he he's gonna make a deal. He sticks to it. He's loyal to that deal. And you know, yep. I think the thing with humans, like uh, Petey Wheatstraw, they're just not always gonna follow through. So. That is the way no. it goes. Even at one point, like just before he got set on fire, he's like, "Wait, Petey, we're friends." Yeah, <laughs> like he's still trying to reach out, being like, "Come on, man, I thought we were cool." <laughs> and Petey's like, "Nah, on fire, <laughs> off the building, <laughs> bye bye." So, uh, I... Petey Wheatstraw's yes, a bad dude. So, as you all know, I like to do a little quick impression for the movies I cover, and this is a segment I like to call "Yes." I've been looking forward to this for so long. <laughs> Quick impressions. I'll never forget this raggedy old shack. If I ever get a chance, I'll damn sure come back. A gift from my father that's against the law, but you girls will always remember old Petey Wheatstraw. Yes. <laughs> that's what. That's after he fucked like seven chicks. <laughs> Yeah, that's when Seven he was leaving. Demons. Yeah, when he was leaving his bachelor yeah. party. Oh my totally. god! Uh, so, um, nice. As you may know, I do rate these movies that I cover by mustache. Um, you got the full Manchu for hell yeah. You got the 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 walrus mustache for pretty damn good. You got the horseshoe mustache, which Rudy Ray Moore uses in this movie, which is not bad. And then he you does. got the Hitler mustache. Burn this movie in hell. What would you give this movie, Kyle? 
uh, Full Manchu for me. Oh, yeah? The full, yeah, the Full Manchu. Mate, it, see, because it knows exactly what it is. Yeah. Right? Like, all of, the, all of the ridiculousness and all of the shittiness and everything that you would normally take points off a movie for it embraces all of that and it's just like fuck it let's make a movie and for those types of movies like it's done really well out of it you know i've seen loads of films that are like like killer pike and stuff like that which is people that are just like fuck it let's make a film and it is objectively a terrible film <laughs> yeah. uh, and the only thing that's worth watching in it is the fact that it is so fucking bad like this is enjoyable man i've shown this to loads of people and they come away from it loving it yeah. um yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. I love this film. Like, um, I love it. Like, it's great. Like I said, you know, I feel like it could be coupled with um, Devil's Express, but Devil's Express is definitely not at this caliber of a movie. I think Devil's Express is kind of like the movie yeah. you're talking about, where it just feels very slapstick together, and it just doesn't yeah. really connect, and it just feels discombobulated. This movie, on the other hand, it is discombobulated, but it's put together in a way where you're like, "Well, I'm here for the ride. I'm going to jump on it and just enjoy it. Yeah, and have a good time." Yeah, let's <laughs> say like most of the discombobulation is when you look back on it and you're like, wait a minute. But like when you're watching it, like none of that really kicks in, you know. Yeah. Like you don't kind of notice the massive plot holes and weirdness to it, I guess, until you really sit and analyze it. Which is not the film to be analyzed. No, you know? not really. It's you know. So I am just I will give it the full Fu Manchu recommendation. Please yes. watch this movie, y'all. Yes, it is very very fun. I absolutely loved it. Um. Do you have uh, anything to plug, Kyle? Anything you want any of the listeners to know about? Um, yeah, check out Trasherama. Um, as I said, it's on a little bit of a break because I started a new job that starts really early in the morning. But outside of that, it'll be coming back very, very soon. Um, and I'll send you links for music and and stuff like that if people are interested. Okay. Um, but yeah, outside of that, like I don't know, just plan on doing what I'm doing. If you need a graphic designer, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Time, time, times are hard, man. I've been in lockdown for Yeah, a year. I'll probably hit you up if I ever need some graphic design. <laughs> I could use a logo, an actual logo, instead of my stupid face. So Do uh, it, man. I'm, I'm eating fucking packet ramen at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not true. But, um, yeah. No, outside of that, no. I'm, I'm at, Yeah, those are the things I've got going on, man. All right, man. Awesome. Well, yeah, y'all just uh, check out the show notes for any of the links for Kyle. Uh, if you want to check out his band. What kind of band is it anyway? Uh, it's like kind of it's garage punk, uh, party rock and roll sort of thing. Oh, we yeah. all wear we all wear lucha masks and get really really drunk uh, and have a really good time. I would love Is yeah, that, uh, that's that right up my alley. Yeah. I would absolutely love that. Nice. So yes, awesome. So y'all check that out. I'll have that in the notes. Kyle, thank you so much for being part of the show. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's been a blast. All right. Till next time, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you to all the mustachiosos out there supporting the show. Interact with the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and now Discord. Just click on the link in the show notes. If you really love the show, visit the shop on Bonfire and get yourself a t-shirt. Mustachio Podcastio is the weird uncle of the Podmoth Media Network.